Welcome to episode 344 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. On today's show, we also have Joe Steck with us, and um, this is going to be a regular old uh, fireside chat with myself, Jason, and Joe. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm very excited to catch up. <laughs> Hello, Jason. How are How's you doing? How's it going? Yes, so I have good. a question. Why don't you just yeah. name the product set of Morning Brief Morning Joe? <laughs> oh my God, that would have been good. That would have been good. Morning Joe. I think that would have been. But you know, mm. I like, I guess the, the coffee thing's a little bit overplayed in that space though. That's kind of why we didn't okay. use a coffee cup in the brand. Because Morning Bro, yeah. Morning Joe. People yeah. would be like, they, you would definitely get some like, People be pissed. They, whoever whoever the founders are fat, they'd be like, "Come on, guys, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> Seriously, that's that's the best you could come up with. Yeah, you've got well, you've got male brew, and you've got morning, you've got morning brew. So those are both coffee male related. brief and morning brew. Kind of were trying. Yeah, really. All you have the only two words you had left in the English language, basically. <laughs> Yeah, so um Are you guys anyway, dot com? Wait, I can't remember what's your what's red your dot AI, morningbrief.ai. <laughs> okay. Is this so is this gonna this is your interview technique? Me? Yeah. I'm not interviewing. I'm just <laughs> being an ass pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so, so go on. Just said I I gotta give you the floor because you 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 create the structure of the show. You sort of lay it all out and I'm just Falling around I do. In front of I, you that's making... true. I create the structure of the show, and you can see that from the last 344 episodes. Just how structured it is. <laughs> just the the real structure of the show. You yeah. do your best. You do your best. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was just going to say, how are you getting on? Uh, What's going on? You you always have a funny story to tell at the beginning of a show. Do <laughs> not not to put any pressure on me, but uh, well, <laughs> not funny. But I just the the news of the day is uh, my youngest daughter just got moved up to platinum gymnastics, so that was a big, big deal. Oh, nice! I don't know what that really means, but <laughs> it's better than gold. I know that. Um, That's uh, early, early, yeah. So she's early, so yeah. my youngest is now in eighth grade, if you can believe that. Mm -hmm. Colby's applying to college. You know, he's in twelfth grade, which is insane because I still think of him as like seven years old. But uh, That's early anyway, she's like a super, she's fanatical about gymnastics, right? She just loves it. And um, her big thing was that she had been in gold and she really wanted to go up to platinum because in platinum they could do more advanced, you know, skills. Yeah. And, you know, they limit, they limit what you can do at different, at different um, levels. And uh, typically, you know, I guess they said no one in the gym had ever only done one year of gold, but she did one year. She didn't do a two year thing. So that was, was this big thing. Is she going to get promoted? And she's talking with her coaches and well you got five more skills to do and it's like only a month left and she's trying to nail all these skills and proven today was the final day and then it was kind of like she's training with the platinum girls and so what does that mean and you know these little hints that like coach said well i don't know if you need to do that because they don't do that in platinum she's like if i'm in platinum you know and we're like well don't count your chickens you know come on let's it's okay let's just 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 drive it in you got to cross the it's not a touchdown until you get in the end zone right do you um, ever uh, give her any home instruction? Like, did you teach her how to do the splits, for example? No, but I always talk trash. Whenever she says some new skill, I'm like, yeah, I totally should do that all the time. Like, was it the, <laughs> the backhand spring, twisting, <laughs> flip off the beam? I said, it's, I that was it's like easy. fourth grade or something. It's, it's cool. Glad you could finally get to it. <laughs> yeah. Dad, you, you, did, you know, it's like, what skill did you learn? I'm like, I should be like, she'd be like, guess what skill I, I learned? I'm like, cartwheel? Is that... 
<laughs> Is that still a thing? <laughs> We've all got kids. Joe's got two kids. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, that he knows of? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's willing to discuss publicly. It, it had to be said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, oldest daughter is three and she actually just started gymnastics, but um, her gymnastics is sort of more like follow the leader. Oh, kind yeah, of well, three-year-olds. Like, yeah. Get on the bar, climb the thing, like jump around. It's not, they're not learning hardcore skills. It's just shocking at three. You think you'd be like, come on, you gotta have the higher standards, right? <laughs> I don't know how she's going to get to the Olympics at this rate. I know. And then, and then I was like, what, what was her whole life about then? It kind of loses meaning. You don't really have a <laughs> sufficient goal. You know, what do we call that? The audacious goal, Justin? <laughs> Like, are you going to Olympics or what? I mean, it's Olympics or it's, that doesn't count, right? <laughs> Is Olympics your daughter competing? For, yeah. Yeah. She's been competing the last couple of years. Um, <clears throat> so there's another level above her, which is like junior Olympics where they have to do like a minimum of like, I don't know, 20 hours a week at the gym. And she has a minimum of like 16 hours a week. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's competitive, but they're sort of like insane competitive. Uh -oh. And, um, I think I did not want my kids to do gymnastics when, you know, our kids are little and you're like, you know, you have all these things that my kids are going to do this. My kids are going to do that. And you quickly, you find out like you have no control over this. The kids are going to do what they're going to do and be where they're going to be. But you yeah. know, when you're, back when you're, you're, your kids are young enough that you think you actually have this influence over it. And you're <laughs> like, my kids aren't going to do gymnastics because it's too all consuming. And I want them to have more of a balanced life. Well, then mm. pretty soon you have this like, you know, eight or nine year old girl who's just doing flips on their couches all day long. And, <laughs> also talking about it you're like all right i get you know and so uh yeah i did i because i had i had i knew um i know a couple people in 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 my in my school when i grew up in high school and junior high and it's like the guys who gymnastics like you would never see them outside of school because they were always at the gym hey yeah. saturday when is i can't go i'm gonna be that okay no every day it was like four hours or whatever so i was like that is just insanity but um when they're, when they love it, like my daughter does, I mean, that's what she absolutely loves. It's like, uh -huh. okay, you know, and, um, you know, but she still has plenty of time. I mean, it's, kids spend so much time just doing nothing. These it's just TikTok yeah. or YouTube, you're like, I'm glad you're at the gym, right? That's like one last hour on TikTok. But, um, anyway, the, the great thing about all this though, is, um, not that one day she's gonna go to the Olympics or anything like that, but it's like, um, it teaches you how to make a goal a difficult goal and then how to work and work and work and achieve that because it is yeah. a very clear signal between input and output. I mean, team sports, there's a lot of like, well, the coach didn't like me or we had some other players. Like, you know, when you play individual sports like this, it's really like, it's on you. Do you have yeah. the talent? Do you have the skill? Do you have the commitment? You know, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to make the corrections? Whatever. And, um, and she's been doing it. So it's just like, it was aw it's just awesome when you see because you're like this is this is how it teaches you to be successful in life. This is what it's about, uh -huh. and uh, if you have that kind of agency and that kind of drive and that kind of commitment, I mean that's what makes life not only just successful, it makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I always thought that there should be like people should use that more as a signal when they're interviewing people, whether or not somebody has learned a deep skill, mm -hmm. like even musical instruments. If somebody's very good at a musical instrument, you know that they have figured out how to put in the work mm -hmm. uh, to get to where they want to go, even if it's not sort of a, a, a technical skill. Well, let's just be honest. This harmonica, though, you're just an asshole, right? I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, come on. I got my 10,000 hours. <laughs> I mean, nobody cares. That's like a, a, a counter signal. It's like, okay, like this guy. Harmonica, really? 10,000 on the harmonica. That's the best you could come up with? <laughs> I'm kidding. If you're a harmonica lover, I'm just kidding. But the flu guys are I think you could probably do some, get some quite skillful stuff going on with harmonica. Yeah. Yeah, Justin's like, damn, what am I, harmonica guy? <laughs> I came in. I saw a little tear at the corner of his eyes, like, ooh, I, that hit a, that was a sore spot. We were, we were, Joe and myself were just laughing um, a little bit before, before we came on about um, just the crypto space, NFT stuff. Um, something that that just happened is uh, the compound CEO who accidentally sent $90 million to customers. Compound, is that what it's called? Yeah, compound. Uh, wow, with, that's, with, that's a, that's a fat, he fat fingered $90 million. <laughs> that's like a world-class fuck up. I mean, God. Can you imagine? Joe, do you know how many people it went out to? Uh, no, but it couldn't have been that many because, um, because it was like one guy had $20 million. One guy got like 29, like a handful got like, uh, two people have returned 12 million. So between them, so it wasn't that many people. So, so he, he asked them, he's like. Uh, please, can you give please, it back? Please, please, please <laughs> give my money back. But then he threatened everybody in the same tweet. He said, uh, "He said, oh, by the way, if you don't, you're going to get doxxed. And he doesn't even have that information. So that's just dumb and ill-advised at the same time. I mean, it's like you should just play it nice for say, hey, guys, come on, like, let's, let's, let's be cool here, right? I mean, everybody in the crypto yeah. space, like, let's, you know, and, um, and then if he did it, then, then individually go, Dude, you know, Mr. A. Yeah. You know that seven million you have? That's not really yours. You know, I don't know. That's just dumb. But and you know, when you're other... when you when you're that spazzed out about something, you're not really thinking correctly. You can't just think like, straight, yeah. You know that's you know that kind of um that shiver, that cold shiver that goes up fine when you actually send an email to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they see, see someone or you you yeah. actually you actually deploy the wrong branch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like nothing. He's just like, <laughs> literally out of his mind. Spike of adrenaline. God. Um, and he said, uh, he said, we'll give you back. Well, you can keep 10% if you give back the rest as sort of like a white hat reward. Well, then Otherwise, the other guys are like, we'll give you my 700K. I just gave you 7 mil. Where's my 700K? Yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, we'll tell the IRS also. And it's like. Are you going to tell pay. the IRS about that 10%? <laughs> I'll, the, I'll pay I'll pay taxes on my my 29 mil or whatever you just gave me. <laughs> exactly. No that. Yeah. Like that's not a threat. That's not a threat, dude. <laughs> like, dude, that's like the IRS are working to be simpatico on this 29 mil. Yeah, and the IRS are happy about it too. They're like, this works like, for me. This is great. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have had it otherwise. Also, they should be looking into that guy. Like into yeah. his finances specifically. But, um, yeah, no, that's fun. Oh. It's, there, there's, there's fun stuff happening in crypto. Like there's, there's, there's the whole NFT thing and people are spending a lot of money. You're kind of big space, aren't you? I wouldn't say so. Like I'm, I'm, that's, I'm not, not that you're the, a big player, but you're fascinated by it. Like I'm, you, you, I'm fascinated by people spending like 25 million on a picture of a gorilla, like a little, a little <laughs> thumbnail. I mean, that is interesting to me. What, like, why is mm -hmm. that happening? Right. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not as into it as I, 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 I've tried. I'm not, I'm not that into crypto for the sake of crypto. I mean, you know, the trading stuff is, is, um, you still doing the trading stuff? No. So, well, 
it's it's kind of in a uh, zombie stage, I would say. So I didn't I didn't talk about we haven't talked about this in the last episode or two. All right, I'll give no. you a little just because yeah, you don't. Um, yeah. Well, so we there's three three partners, um, and um, one of them. He uh, he jumped on a little late um, because he had a non compete that he had to wait for to um, whatever expire. And uh, these guys had worked together in other two other high frequency trading operations, and um, they've been very successful. You know, they've made good money and all that kind of stuff. So these aren't just like a couple of people like, hey, let's do deep learning and it'll totally work. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the problem was that. Um, Trying to, I can't get too much in personal details, but he ended up getting a job offer from some other company in the crypto space and he got paid, was getting paid bank, like, you know, guaranteed a ton of money. And he was, some of these crypto companies are blowing up, so they got a lot of cash. And as opposed to like, you know, hey, you know, if this works out, we can make a lot of money, kind of equity. Yeah, kinda, yeah. You know, it's like, no, like you'll start receiving money like in two weeks. And, um, <clears throat> Uh, he basically said, all right, I, I got to do this. Because he had, had not had the same kind of an exit as um, the other guy and I had. So he was more in a situation where it was like, it, it just didn't make sense. And so I didn't hold it against. I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I mean, burden It's hand, not right? like you have the time to spare anyway. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a, it was a bummer because we put in a lot of time into this. Mm. And, and we had gotten, you know, we got to the point where we were actually... I had built a trading system. We had built all the research infrastructure. We had had, you know, mul- you know, our, our highly, highly compressed binary um, uh, data was like still like eight gig, eight eight terabytes, massive hmm. quantities of high quality crypto real time book data across all these exchanges, which is a that, I mean that's like one of your biggest first steps is can you get enough of the, all the data cleaned mm-hmm. and compressed and accessible and then you got to build all this inf- research infrastructure and i don't know it's it's a it takes it really takes years to get all this stuff right and that's if you really know what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing you do all the wrong things it's take you a lot longer than that anyway so it's kind of like a, a bummer but um and so the other guy and we're all friends too so it's not like anybody was like everybody's like hey yeah you know you gotta do you man um and uh so the other guy was like, you know, he's like, why don't, why don't we just, you, you can just take a break for a while. I'll just work on the research. And if I can come up with some good signal, some good alpha, then we'll kind of maybe talk about, do we want to invest more time in this or whatever? And I was like, good. Cause I got to focus on math academy. And this was kind of like in March of last year. So he's just been sort of working on that and, um, but only part-time cause he has another operation that's, that's working as well mm. as doing well. So he, or he's, yeah. So. Um, so that's kind of where it's at. And, uh, he's, he kind of brought it to me not too long ago and he's like, Hey, so we're gonna have to have a discussion soon. Or are you going to want to start putting 20 hours a week at least or not? And, uh, mm. and the answer is probably no. <laughs> the answer is math Academy is, we're at this point where it's starting to work. And I, uh, now it's like, you really, I really, really got to focus and, um, and do all the right things for the next, you know, couple of years. To, to take it from this sort of, you know, twinkle in my eye to something that actually is a, a successful, profitable, growing business. And, you know, as you guys know, it takes pretty much takes everything you got times five. 
So um, yeah, for, from this vantage point now, looking back on the old you that sort of had like five to ten projects on the go, it's dumb. What's your dumb? What's your, that's that was dumb. that wasn't smart. Yeah, it was okay. dumb. I knew it was dumb at the time, but I still just it was just like it was like an alcoholic or something. They just they know they're not supposed to be, but they just can't say no. And uh, I think the problem is. I think as a lot of us sort of tech entrepreneur types, you know, it's like, oh, I can build that in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. No big deal. And get this. And, and it's always a severe underestimate. Right. Uh-huh. And then you, and then, um, it's just, things just are way bigger than they appear to be. And there's, there's just so much more involved and it's not just the technology, but then the technology itself is way more complex than you thought. And it's just, you end up just splitting your, you were, you know, just, you just, you split your efforts down to the point that it's, you know, with the needle and then you're, and then well, here's the, well, here's the thing. So not only you're just probably not going to be successful, um, but you're always feeling guilty. You're always feeling bad. You're always feeling stressed and you're always feeling mm. like, God, I haven't been doing this. Ah, you know, you think, oh, you know, you switch, you'd work on this for a few days and you jump back to, and it always ends up like something two or three weeks go by or a month goes by and you really haven't made, done anything. And you're feeling guilty about it every damn day. Like, okay, all right, tomorrow I'm totally, okay, no, no, Saturday I'm totally going to work on this, right? And then you just, and then so you're always feeling guilty and I'm sorry, I'm like, jump on this thing. And it's just, um, I don't know. I mean, Joe, have you ever worked too many projects at one time? Like all the time, (laughs) like of my entire life. (laughs) It's like the winning strategy is pick one woman. (laughs) <laughs> focus on her i'm telling you like you right. know, it's like yeah. that's the winning strategy i know you think like, oh but that looks seven girlfriends you do not want seven girlfriends trust me that is a disaster yeah. you don't even want two it's it's, it's a nightmare you want one <laughs> <laughs> you want one you know especially your 20 year old version you totally think having three girlfriends would be a really good idea <laughs> <laughs> that's like it's a bad idea bad idea um but uh, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, there, it's a little different. I mean, I think there are people who have built like one thing at a time and they kind of make it, they get it to a level and then they kind of build a portfolio of these little micro products and stuff. That might be a little different thing because you're doing, they're doing a more in sequence as opposed to, you know, trying to work on what potentially could be bigger things all in parallel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, humans are just not, we're, we're not built for things. parallel. We're not parallel processing machines. We're not thread rivers. You know, mm. we're like at one core, you know, and that's it. And if you start spinning off threads, do all this other stuff, you know, well, it's, you know, thread contention and resource contention <laughs> and deadlocks and everything else going on. So yeah, bad idea. All right. Well, so, um, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll let's uh, go into one of the things that I wanted to, to do on this show with Joe uh, and you, which was um, just talk about obviously morning brief. Okay. And, um, try, I promised you that I, we were going to build you a brief that you would like. Okay. And so we'd just like to talk to you about the kind of topics that you'd want in your brief and how you would want it presented. Like, would you want five links? Would you want like multiple sections? Like we could do like a, for example, like a five link section with summaries around one subject, or we could do five links where each link was its own subject. I mean, we could basically do anything. <laughs> So okay, what well, kind of thing are you interested in? I guess you should probably like characterize me as a user. Like what's my situation compared yeah. to some other people? So, um, you know, right now I am just a hundred percent focused on 
Math Academy and, and building out the technology for that. So I don't have a lot of time to be just sort of like, oh, here's a five-page article on NFTs. Like, I don't care. Mm. I don't care. Not right. that it's not interesting, but I, I can't care about that right now. I have to move the needle. So okay. there have been times in my life where I would have been more like just reading a lot of different stuff out of curiosity. Um, but I'm kind of like in middle. It's like I'm in the middle of the game, man. I got to play the game. I can't be chatting with you about bullshit. And so, so which means I would be more like I need a focused, limited set of things that are going to be high value as opposed to like, ooh, this might delight you. It's like I don't, you know, I don't want something to delight me because you know what it's going to do? It's going to distract me. And then it's gonna, that's going to piss me off because now uh -huh. I feel like I got to read something because it's mildly interesting, even though I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know what I should be doing is working and making forward progress on this thing. Right. So are you saying you would like a daily brief that was an email from morning brief and it just had the words, get back to work? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No. So I, I, I don't mean to say, so, so I'm probably an extreme I'm, a, I'm sort of in an extreme phase right now, right? In terms of there's some people who are kind of like, hey, I'm working this job. It's kind of easy. It's kind of boring. And I just like to read all kind of interesting stuff. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm to do with my life. So I'm just leveling up skills and reading what's going on or whatever, right? And then you have people who, who different levels of like, you know, how much pressure and stress they have on them. You know, I'm probably at the furthest, you know, a furthest. Not that I don't read stuff, but... Hmm. um. You know, I got a stack of books on my, on my, on my desk. Um, I mean, on my nightstand that I can't seem to read because I just don't have, I don't have the time to do it. You know, so even summaries Saturday, are a big deal. Yeah. So for me, it would probably be summaries would be useful. And I would probably pick a very, a fairly narrow scope, um, that I have been say in three or five years ago where I might've been just more, more interested in, in reading, uh, from range of topics. You know, it's funny, like I get these, um, subscribe some of these Substack. Yeah. You know, whatever. I, I, you know, I have the Substack subscriptions and I'm actually having to unsubscribe for things because I just get, I get this like, you know, cause your inbox is like other people's priorities. Right. Uh -huh. And I got all these, I get all these emails that I feel like, like I got to read this. So like I subscribe to the New York times, the Washington post and I get this stupid summaries and weekend briefing all this stuff it's like ah, like now it's like to do now you now you like you feel guilty if i don't at least spend five minutes reading through or skimming through this thing for new york times or Washington. in fact i actually i actually unsubscribed to washington post for that reason i was like i can't i just can't deal with this so i'm trying to stay more more focused on on, on so, things that are really relevant so what subjects could bring value what topics could bring value to the phase that you're in right now well, so stuff that I am thinking about now as I would say, I would say gamification is still something I'm thinking about. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was reading about some of the UI stuff. There's, there's sort of like, there's a couple of websites and books and stuff on like um, product-led growth, specifically onboarding, like how you build efficient onboarding. I mean, some of this stuff is common sense, but it's like, I like to read it. I, can, I, I have to keep it front of mind and I'm mm. constantly rolling around in my head. I'm constantly thinking about it. Um, so I would, I would probably, the things that I'm interested in, you know, but this could change in a few months, you know, a good few months. Like, no, right, no, like, well, that, been, that's fine. We're, you, you've got the, you've got the, the guys who make the hamburgers right here. We, yeah, we'll give so, you a different kind of hamburger in a few months. That's fine. 
Yeah. So I, I would say the, the top things would be gamification. Um, uh, yeah, on board, uh, I would say product led growth is an interesting one. Um, and I just got a book on that. Um, and, uh, probably interested in like user analytics and retention. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. How do you know if somebody's churning? How do you, um, how do you, how do you keep predict? I mean, some of this stuff, it's, it's, some of the stuff, it's almost common sense, but it's also, it's just good to kind of be thinking about this stuff. Every once in a while you get into a good idea, you're like, no, that's, that's clever. I should do that. Uh -huh. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read now. I do read other stuff. You look at my Insta paper and there's definitely other stuff that I'm reading that has nothing to do with this, but I should, what? I try to limit that. I don't, I shouldn't read more than that. It's like you go through Hacker News and there's just a certain amount of that stuff that you just, ah, I got to read this, even though it's yeah. a total waste of my time. Well, one, one thing that we have that's quite interesting, um, and rich, well, I, I'm saying that without not, without knowing very much about it, but for example, math, functional mathematics, applied mathematics, stuff like that comes through a lot and some very interesting stuff I've been told by Mark, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but so you, we could do other quite niche slash interesting stuff that you might find interesting. But then again, like you said, you don't want to go math? off. And, You're talking about math topics? Yeah. Math topics, for example. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, probably not. Um, it's like, I already know what we need to do. I already mm -hmm. know the content that we need. I, I don't, well, no, it's, this is more like people come up with like a, oh, this is a new way to do that proof that, that someone solved 2000 years ago, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe I'd put it as a, maybe it's a, what, maybe what about, um, uh, keeping track of competition? I know you're not like a big competition guy, but like just math I, education startups in general, are you interested in hearing about I am that, that so... type of thing? damn competitive i don't even want to hear about it i want to fucking kill them the minute i hear about them <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like i don't even want to hear so it's like, oh you should check. don't show me the competition <laughs> i just I'm, I'm just i'm not that extreme but i don't i don't like focusing on the competition because mm -hmm. a there's nothing you can do about it um and it just distracts it distracts me you know mm -hmm. it gives you just sit there and you start you know, you know, and then, you know, I joke about, the reason I was joking about that is like, you hear people like, oh, I got competitors. I want to talk with them. I mean, I'm like, what are you even talking about? You start on Hacker News. So, oh, we're working on this problem too. We should, you know, it's like, well, that is really weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know, but, um, I think the reality is, uh, at least for my reality is that you really just want to focus on the customer. And, and making the customer, solving the customer's problem. Don't worry about what else is out there. I mean, I hear about it from all my customers, everything else they've tried and why it doesn't work for them, uh -huh. right? And like certain of these competitors where you're talking about like, you know, these courses, like art of problem solving or my math circle or Russian math or Mathnasium or IXL or Khan Academy, you know, they, these are all different types of resources or of different types. Some are free, some are very expensive. Um, but, um, in a lot of cases, it doesn't really matter what they're doing. Um, <laughs> uh, cause they're usually in almost every case, they have a different, they have a different, uh, sort of use case. They're solving a different problem. 
Uh-huh. And so whatever they're doing or not doing doesn't really matter. But if, and if somebody was competing directly against us, it would probably just rile me up and distract me at best. Mm. That's why I was Makes like, sense. I don't want to hear about it. So when people, when I have friends like, Hey, you should check out this competitor. Yeah. I'm like, he's trying to piss me off. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Just get Jason riled up, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? How does that make you, how do, how do you react to it? Um, I think you've nailed it. Uh, if, unless you're doing something that is almost identical to somebody else, uh, I think it's probably best to just focus on what you're doing and not let them distract you. Exactly. Cause I think what happens is, well, uh, yeah. Cause not only does it distract you maybe emotionally, but I think also it, um, might pull you in the wrong direction because they have a, they have a different, they might have a different market they're going after and there might be yeah. something subtly different about it. And, you know, but I, I think a lot of that stuff happens when you're really early on and you don't really know your customer yet. You don't really know what's going on. So they're more easily, you know, influenced by things. But once you really understand what you're doing, it's sort of like, I don't, you know, I don't really care. You know, it's like, also the market math education is huge. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, like every kid has to do years and years and years of math and it's kind of a big deal in terms of education. It's like, in some ways, it's like half the, the standardized test is like half the damn test, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and everybody knows it's, it's hard for a lot of people and it's, and if you don't, if you can't do it up to a certain degree, up to a certain level, there's all these different things you can't even do in the university level. So it's this very big thing and it's, it's so, um. So it's almost like you're, it's like if you have a fishing boat in the Atlantic and someone says, hey man, I saw there's a fishing boat over in the Pacific Ocean. You're like, really? Really? Should I, should I worry about them? Like, that's oh, a, you that's know, a good, like, like, I like that. I like Pacific, that. In the, in the Pacific Ocean, they got 10 boats. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude. That's a good, that is a good analogy. So that's it's nice. So yeah. Just focus. Yeah. Focus. I, I mean, like I, um. But the reason why that's such a good analogy mm-hmm. is because. They kind of are doing the same thing, but it's utterly irrelevant. Like they're just on the other side of the world. It's just who gives a shit. Like they, it's just not even. You're not even. Sort I think of in the most cases. Together. I mean, I. Yeah. You know, I. Somebody. I. I said the same thing to somebody else, and like, well, you know, you're a really small market, and you were. I'm okay, okay. I mean, there are situations where it matters. I could just tell you from my my in my situation. I don't think it matters. I think somebody. God, I don't, maybe how do we. God, where did we, right here, somebody said, well, there was this user, maybe you were the one who talked about it. You were like, there's user analytics, and then it was like, ProfitWell came up and blew away somebody else. Yeah, that like was me. Metrics. Yeah. That yeah. was you, right? And Well, that's because know. the market was so small, there's just like 20,000 customers, you know? And so that, yeah. that did make a big difference in Maybe you got to worry instance. about stuff like that, which yeah. would kind of suck. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, my, my core focus, and I know we're getting off topic here, but I'll just, just to kind of Round this what out. is the topic? There is no topic to get well, off. The topic so. is is what does Jason read and <laughs> does anyone else care? Um, <laughs> the oh, yeah. um, is is it you need to have a maniacal focus on your customer and making them happy. That is it, and you and 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 the way you do that is is uh, well, it can be many fold, but you need to be communicating with them. You need to be paying attention to are they getting the value out that you want. I mean, you don't want to be stalking them, but you know, like, look, is this, is this, is for instance, like, so we have all of these, um, I think we have like 37 paid, you know, student accounts in our beta and about 50 overall. We have people who are, um, kind of, well, anyway, in P in the, in the Pasadena school district who aren't in the school, aren't in the program, but are, we've just 
committed to offering it free in Pasadena. So um, I don't want anyone come back and say, hey, you know, they started this company making all this money off Pasadena, USD. You know, that's not cool. It's like, no, no. Everything we did, everything for years was totally free. So anyway, um, the, so you, I have, so let's say, I think a 30, let's say 37, I think is the number right now. And, um, you know, I need to keep an eye on, say, are these, are the kids making progress? Are they, if not, I need to, you know, follow up with the parent and say, hey, so just want to check in. Is everything okay? Is your daughter, is she able to get started? Is there a technical issue? Do we need to adjust anything? You know, um, and then listen to their feedback and, and stuff. And of course I get emails regularly, you know, when there are either technical issues or there are questions about UI things that aren't as clear as they should be. Or, um, of course there are people who, you know, I get occasionally get some really, you know, positive, like, you know, what you're doing, guys are doing is awesome. I love it. It's made a huge difference and stuff. And so those are great too. You get those, but you have to focus. That's, 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 that's what you focus. I mean, you know, we talked about, let me use a superhuman example again. And, um, you know, if, if, if you, if you were talking to them, it's like, well, what about Gmail? Well, which is about why would they use, why would they use superhuman? They could just use Gmail. And then while they just, they could just Gmail and they could just do some like, you know, uh, Chrome extensions to do some of the cool things you're doing or, you know, uh, you know, like there's a million things that you're focused on this competition. Why not? That's all completely irrelevant. At the end of the day, the only thing that mattered is that they, uh, they didn't do this at first. They spent years coding and not necessarily focused on the right thing. But when they, when he started focusing on his customers and iterating based on that feedback and just, they created something that was truly awesome. And now they have like a billion dollar valuation, right? They have hundreds of thousands of people who are a waiting list to pay $30 mm. a month. Mm. Um, so I don't think Rahul spent a whole lot of time worrying about. Joe, do you think that, do you think that we should do that? Um, it's difficult, right? Because, uh, like Jason was saying, um, uh, we can talk to him and we can get his specific perspective. Uh, but the, the, the so, sort of number of permutations of customers, uh, is, is pretty extreme, uh, for our particular product. And we could just say like, we're not going to serve anybody who is outside of this particular profile like that. I, I think a lot of companies do, uh, stuff like that, but, um, but at the same time, uh, it would be, uh, it would be difficult uh, to decide, first of all, what that is. I mean, we could do, we could just sort of rank what are the most high value uh, types of uh, customers initially and, and go from there. Uh, but, uh, but everybody has kind of a unique set of interests. And, and one of the things that I kind of like about the product is that everybody has a unique set of interests and we can kind of uh, help find uh, interesting things for, for all those combinations of interests. And, um, and so maybe, maybe, maybe talking about topics specifically is not the, is not the right layer of abstraction to find customers, uh, at, um, but, but that's kind of the, that's kind of what we're talking to, to Jason right now about. So. Well, mm. I, I, you know, I've, you, you probably heard me on the previous episode, trying to encourage Justin to, um, have one-on-one -on -one video calls with users mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I did that because Sandy just scheduled them and says, you're doing them. <laughs> I, said, I didn't have a whole lot of choice. She's like, you're launching. And I already started scheduling demos. I'm like, okay. Um, but as, as, as sort of, it could be a little exhausting at times, you know, yeah. a little repetitive, but the rep- repetition is good because you're here. You're, you mean you're getting, you know what your customers want, right? They're all uh-huh. saying the same thing. If everybody's saying something different, you're like, oh, dude, everything in your conversation is really interesting because nobody's the same. You're like, oh, God, you know, everybody wants something. But if you're just like, I can almost go, well, let me guess. So your kid is in sixth grade. They have been, they're bored to death of fractions. They've been doing tears. They tried Khan Academy. This just doesn't do anything. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, there's two, there's two kids. There's two groups. <laughs> there's profoundly gifted kids who are like, I want to talk about math all the time. Yeah. Fourth grade. And I'm like studying complex numbers and I won't eat my dinner because I want to talk about math all the time. And mom is like, you need to stop talking about math and, and, and eat your carrots. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and that's one group. Yeah. And then I have another group that, which is probably 10 times as big, which is, you know, my kid, math comes really easy for them. I don't see that they're challenged. You know, they're just doing the same stuff. They're bored. They like math and they like science and engineering kind of things or whatever. You know, I, I want my ch- kid challenged. I want to get them making progress. I don't, you know, and that's, that's most of them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, because, and not to get on a math academy tangent, but uh, it's, you know, because the, the middle school math sequence is pretty much a dead zone. There's not a whole lot happens for like three or four years. And after about a year of that, a lot of parents start cluing into it when they have a have a kid who's kind of bright and they're like, like, wait a minute. So we're just going to do fractions and percents for four years. Like, this is really stupid. And my kid is really bored. And you made him do a, you made him do a worksheet with 30, you know, fraction problems. Like, come on. So hence, this gets a lot of frustration and stuff. So anyway, by having these conversations, I like, I know the story, mm-hmm. you know, they're almost all the same. Some are homeschool, some aren't, but it's all, it's pretty much the same story. And, uh, anyway, you start having these conversations and you probably have, maybe you don't have two clusters, maybe you have three or four clusters, but you, you can quickly say, let me guess. And you could just, they start talking, let me guess. And you can basically can finish your sentences for the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Let me guess you're building a math academy. You're going, (laughs) (laughs) your name is Jason Roberts. No, I I just, hopefully you don't don't just interview me over and over again. Hopefully you don't do that. I don't think anyone's going to be like you. (laughs) There's going to be that conversation with Jason. And then everyone else. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think, you, you, you know, you have the sort of like, that's why I think I'm probably more of an edge case, which is sort of the, the, the entrepreneur who's in the middle of doing a startup. Most people are going to be like, yeah, I do contract work and I work in a few different technologies and always trying to stay ahead and looking at different tech stacks. And, you know, that's been a big competitive advantage for me because I always jump on stuff a year too early or, you know, I'm a senior lead developer at some. <laughs> He's making it up now. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing these are probably right. You could like, you could just, you could just like. This is probably, just, I probably get your clusters right. I'm just from texting listers. Yeah, I'm a more of an architect or senior dev. And I'm usually be one of the people who sort of <laughs> introduce the, the new technologies and we start experimenting stuff. So it's important to stay on top of this stuff. So I like to do this, you know. <laughs> right. It's, so I don't know. It, on your brief, just going back to your brief, it's like, mm-hmm. this is like herding cats. Mm-hmm. Um, like going back to your brief so that, the topics really are, is there anything else um, than what you just said, which is the um, the onboarding and the gamification? And I'll go back and listen to the show to, to get the other things that you said. See, the thing is, is people who listen to the show would know that I talk, that I, there's like a hundred different things that I'm interested in. But it's yeah. like, what am I interested in right now? 
right? Yeah. But you, you don't want to be distracted. That's the point. I don't want to be distracted. Like, yeah, we don't. want to send you a brief that is going to make you be distracted. delighted. We want to delight you, <laughs> which is to not distract you. We want to delight you and, and get it so that the next time I have a show, you're like, you know what? That that piece of shit product that you're making is actually quite good. You know, yeah. it's actually like I was, there was three really good things that really helped me out. That's that's what we yeah. want to try and do. Well, I, I mean, I think I think part of that, as we've discussed on the previous, is really getting to understand what they're truly interested in right now, not what they want to be interested in, not what they used to be interested in. What is it that you want to read? right now and um so that's why i think conversations can be helpful um you will talk about you right now yeah so i don't know i don't what? know I, I i don't i don't have a i don't have a lot of uh joe had a question yeah <laughs> what uh, just just one more leading question okay <laughs> which is um is there anything uh is there anything like health related that might be that might be above the threshold, like uh, something to do with uh, exercise that you're th that you're interested in, um, that that might be slightly distracting, but uh, but you still kind of uh, uh, would like to see it because it will help you out uh, in other areas of your life. Y y y no, something like that. Just, okay. just make me feel guilty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I um you know so. It's funny, Phil. Phil um, used to joke. He say that he said he used to say that I was binary. I either love it or hate it. Like either uh -huh. totally I'm into something or I'm not. Yeah. And it doesn't totally apply here. But yeah, if I'm if I'm thinking about this, I don't want to talk about that. You yeah. know, I just get really into stuff, and so I I don't necessarily want to get super distracted. Now there are, again, there are phases where I'm just more easygoing and stuff. But uh -huh. right now I'm in the grinding phase, so I'm I'm less what about open to I'm less open to things programmatically is there any uh programmatical issues that you're dealing with right now like you mean like coding yeah specific code issues specific code problems things you've been thinking about with code because like we've we got all that in there you know yeah i mean like, reality is like it was funny how you're saying you read you like to read about php and laravel it's like for me i use i use node and i use mysql and i guess use express you know, whatever libraries and it's, it's, this is pretty vanilla, you know, for 2021, this is pretty vanilla. I mean, node is like the PHB of 2021 practically. <laughs> so there's no, nothing... there's no like patterns or problems or things that you've been thinking about. Well, you know, it's probably like you guys are, it's like, okay, let's see. So I'm doing a particular type of query yesterday and I'm trying to do this or, you know, I, then I look it up on the web and I figure it out and that's, and mm -hmm. now it's no longer a problem. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, there's, that happens several times a day, like a time zone conversion within MySQL, right? You go up, you look up at the convert time zone, you get some examples, you figure it out. So it's not like, um, because a lot of, a lot of that kind of uh, big think kind of stuff, it's like how to architect your microservice. Like, I don't have time to re-architect the microservice. Like, what the hell are you talking about, right? Like, that is not, you know useful to me right now so the big the big stuff is not re, not useful now you could be at a phase where you're just i'm thinking about building stuff and i want to read about all the latest patterns and and protocols and stuff so that my next project i use all this stuff but when you're like years into your code base you know you don't you know mm. you're not you don't even want to think about it. So, 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 oh man i should have done that the worst you're going to do is ever <laughs> i wish mm. i wish that existed four years ago 
So mm-hmm. I don't, there's not a whole lot of, um, I wouldn't call the kind of coding that I'm doing to be like innovative coding. I try and write clean code, but it's not like, here's the latest and greatest way to do something in Node. Like, I don't care. You know, it just doesn't really matter. Could we add a lucky pick, Joe's and Justin's lucky pick? Sure. On the end of the brief that we think you might like a yeah. couple of links. Yeah. And by the way, I know I'm being a curmudgeon. I'm just trying to be, I mean, it's, there's one thing <laughs> oh, to, uh, I'll be I wouldn't honest. Expect I'll tell anything you the truth. <laughs> Whether you want to hear it, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. So, okay. All right. I don't, I don't have anything else to say unless you have a question about it. I don't, I don't really know. That's why when Justin was like, when to interview me, I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I like, yeah, everything you said makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, but I, but I think, I think, like I said, I think there are a lot of people who are a lot under a lot less pressure and stress than I am and are a lot less, a lot more open to just, just doing different things and, you know. I'm committed, man. I mean, I'm going down this. There's no turning back. There's no changing directions. I mean, we're going. Now it's time to fix this stuff and solve these problems or whatever. So, um, you know. Joe, do, I'm just, this is just, just, just trying to keep the conversation moving between different people. Joe, do you have any feedback or thoughts about Math Academy for Jason? <laughs> <laughs> My, as, as a texting listener and all the different stuff you've heard him say, <laughs> anything, uh, just not, not to put you on the spot, but. Uh, no, I mean, I, uh, I listen, um, because, uh, I, I mean, I'm motivated because I have two kids and like, I want to use math Academy at some point. Um, but my son, uh, cannot talk and my daughter is counting right now. And so it's a little, little young. <laughs> It's like, are you researching universities yet? I was like, it's just dumb. Yeah, yeah, you just don't even worry about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. But it's, I, but what you have sounds amazing so far. I mean, uh, what what is the youngest you think uh, your software is going to go to? Yeah. I have a first grader who's doing mm. sixth grade math. Okay. No, oh, no, I'm seeing a first grader doing what our students do in sixth grade, doing eighth, ninth grade math. Whoa. Whoa. Like I said, we have some profoundly gifted kids. Mm-hmm. He's not moving at the same pace. So I should be honest. I got a fourth grader. I had a couple fourth graders. One, but the fourth grader is doing the ninth grade math. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we got some, but so I would say, but they're sort of, they're, they're the outliers. I think um, sure. we have some fifth graders. The fifth graders is the youngest group, but these are fifth graders. We, we pick up after kids know fractions and decimals. So we're not going to teach you basic arithmetic. Got it. You know, there are a million and one ways to teach you how to add, subtract, and multiply fractions. That's, that's, uh-huh. But once you've got that kind of stuff down, you're like, okay, it's time to, time to like go to town uh-huh. and, and we're going to start get, leaning into the pre-algebra and get into the algebra and, and, uh-huh. and the big kid math and we can take uh-huh. it from there. And some kids are ready for that. And as you see, some when they're younger, um, but that's, so it's sort of that, you know, the math academy program in the school district starts in sixth grade. And so we, mm-hmm. we take kids, we don't assume they know anything more than what they learned in fifth grade, which is the arithmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we're running into lots of kids who are a year or two younger and have already learned all that stuff. So that's okay. the youngest. Well, that's perfect then. As soon as my daughter knows fractions, I'll log her in. Set, up, set her up. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, we have a, I have a handful of uh, math, I'm not sorry, of uh, texting listeners who have their kids on it. Um, I have to kind of double check and, and see who's, 
how the, how, what kind of progress they're making. But it's, mm-hmm. it is really cool though. When you see it, you see these kids just like explode and, and in terms of their math, it's like, because it's a zero to our first course is like the zero to hero course, which takes a kid from like fractions to, they know half of trigonometry. Mm-hmm. And that's like weird, right? Like nine months yeah. later. Um, but that's, that's what happens. And so you see these kids and the parents are all excited because it's been like five weeks. They're like solving, you know, uh, linear equations. So I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait a few more months. This is going to blow your mind because you're going to be tapping out in about January, February. Like, I, I can't open anymore. <laughs> like, I forget. <laughs> they're, like, they're really helpful. Like the first six months, like, oh, we sat down and we're working on the equipment. And then all of a sudden it's a trig and, and mom and dad are like, you know what? <laughs> you know, help out anymore. So, but you okay, know. so. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, we've covered the low end. Like, what's the, what's the high end? You guys doing like partial differential equations? Like, what, what's the... So the highest end stuff that we're doing right now, I would say, would be abstract algebra, like a complete full honors level course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, courses in differential equations and multivariable calculus. And, um, you know, uh, we're going to be building up more of the real analysis stuff. And we have a, a complete course that we're I pretty far along in like a, a university level probability statistics course for like stats Ooh. majors, like the real, the real stuff, Valuable. Not, not like the AP stats stuff, like mm-hmm. calculus based statistics. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we're putting together right now for one, and one of the texting listeners who reached out to me, in fact, I just emailed this morning to give him an update. He wants to do math for machine learning. Uh-huh. So we just yesterday. Justin, not J, not JV, but the Justin who works with me on this, um, uh-huh. I, we sat down and talked about it and I, and I said, you know, I think we should break it up into two, two courses. One is math, you know, math, machine learning one and two, one would be for people who are, want to be partic- practitioners in machine uh-huh. learning. So they're like, Hey, uh-huh. you know, there's some Coursera courses. There's a, co- a machine learning artificial intelligence. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I never learned linear algebra. I learned about eigenvectors and I never, mm-hmm. I only, I can't remember the multivariable calculus and my, I never learned a lot of stats and there's a lot of stuff you got to know. And plus all mm-hmm. the, all the maybe more advanced yeah, pre-calculus stuff is kind of eroded. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a fair amount of math you need to know to really do well in some of those courses. Yeah. Um, especially if it's, you're like, a, like a lot of us who like, Hey, either I was a math guy or was a computer science guy, but it's been five, 10, 15 years since I've done it. And mm-hmm. guess what? I don't really, I remember it, but I don't remember it. Like mm-hmm. I could, I could talk like I know it, but I actually couldn't solve any problems. Sure. And, sure. and that course is like a one semester course. Then uh-huh. we have the second one, which is like, okay, you want to be a theorist. So you're going to go to graduate school mm-hmm. and you want to like, not just understand the mathematics and be able to code up the algorithms for these. Cause the first one that you did point where you could say, I could build a neural net from scratch based on the algorithm uh-huh. because uh-huh. I could read all the math or I could, uh-huh. I could build a support vector machine. That's pretty uh-huh. good. I mean, that's, that's really uh-huh. good. Right. But if you're yeah. like, I want to go in, 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 in innovate at the level of them at the model level. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's a whole nother level. So our second course will cover the mathematics for that. So you want to go to grad school, some high, some highfalutin, you know, grad school in machine learning. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a while. My math is a little rusty. You want to get, get this in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so, on the, that's pretty high end. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you actually have like potentially like four, almost four core sets of customers, right? Like, like kids that mm-hmm. are that are trying to learn K-12 type math mm-hmm. and then like academic track people who are trying to become uh, mathematicians and then like 
ML people who just want like to learn about Newton's method and linear algebra and like basically just optimization stuff and linear algebra for, uh, uh, for ML. And then like your fourth set might be like data science type people who just, who want to do like statistics, hardcore, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a lot of products. I mean, maybe it's, maybe you just think about it all as the same product, but like, how do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do, I think about it as, as the same product. I mean, you know, the marketing might be a little different, you know, uh-huh. likely be a different area. You know, we're talking about homes, parents who are homeschooling a gifted sixth grader. Uh-huh. Versus somebody who's making a career change and say, hey, I want to move over to the ML group, but I got to do these courses and I forgot all my math. Like, okay, uh-huh. two totally different markets. But the experience, everything else is, is the same, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's like a lot of different people surf the web, but the browser is the same for everybody, basically. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, and, you know, there are differences in the core, the core structures and the kind of things they might be doing. Are there proofs involved in it? Are there multi-step complex problems? Or is it more, more uh, simpler stuff? Um, but not all could change, but we've built it in a way that it's kind of, it'll be all sort of one, one, one type of experience. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, and I think this kind of goes into how, what, what Justin was getting at with morning brief is, um, as I'm open to trying to serve a variety of different people and Mm -hmm. then we'll kind of see where the chips fall. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't want to take these, it's like, well, we, we only deal with kids. Like I'm not dealing these advanced uh-huh. stuff, like rich, because it, it could be a whole really lucrative market that could be uh-huh. not that hard to serve, and it would be really interesting. And we spend all this time saying we only we only market the kids, or we say, you know, uh-huh. here, here's actually what kind of happened when Sandy first sent an email out to the people who had been on this four year old e- email list, which I think I've talked about, and um, and she said, oh, we got like you know thirty or forty responses so far. I'm like, so what do you find? She's like, well, most of them are sixth graders. I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't want to teach fractions, right? And she, I got really depressed. She's like the fifth and sixth graders. I'm just like, oh no, you know, like this is just baby math. Like that is not what I want to be doing. I'm not interested in teaching arithmetic. Uh-huh. And she's like, and Lily, she came, so, so Sandy is, she's, she's tough, right? So she's like, uh-huh. she'll be sweet to me for a little while. And then she's like, all right, get your butt up and get, get to work. <laughs> it's like so if I, i'm allowed to be sick for 24 hours and she'll like bring me soup and then you should do this and then after that she's like all right you're better i'm like i'm not there it's like no you're you're better <laughs> just like, Yo, that she's like she's like she doesn't play around so she basically was like i think she gave me like she allowed me three hours of being depressed about it and then she came up and gave me a talking to and she's like listen she's like you get these kids in young and then you have them for years. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it turned out she was, and it turned out I was wrong because these are the kids who are not, I'm not teaching them French. These kids who are ready to excel and do our entry level at the math, which is right. That's exactly what you want to get them. Right. Uh-huh. Because they're doing real math really, really quick. They're getting right into algebra and they're starting to fly through it. And yeah. then they, and then you were like, she said, you have them for years. It's not like a one year off. They get out for four five, six, seven years. So, so what I mean is if you make these two, if you spend too much time deciding this is who we're serving, this is who we're not going to serve, you might be, um, might be missing something. So you probably need to be a little more open, which is why it's probably good to like oh, communicate with your users, you know, whether it's video calls or whatever, really get a sense of who they are, because there might be a real market there because 
And when you're small, you don't need much of a market to just get escape velocity, mm. right? I mean, I think we need, I think okay, like if we had like a thousand paying users, we'd be in really good shape. Mm -hmm. And we have like, you know, we're going on, you know, 40 or 50 and that was just paying. And that was just me not, look, we're not trying, we're not marketed. We have no mark. We're not doing anything. Right. And wait till I start writing blog posts and we have a big marketing site. We're doing all this stuff. I mean, so it's just, I, you can, you can just muscle your way up to a thousand. I mean, you literally go door to door and knock on doors if you have to, you know, and, um, uh, so, so I think if you, you don't, don't go, don't have too many preconceived notions and be open to it and just like anybody you can serve. But, but with the caveat though, you don't want to serve someone who's going to eat up too much of your time and pull you in the wrong direction, uh -huh. you know? Um, cause one of the dangers we almost had is we tried to like, like two years ago, we almost were trying to sell it to a, a charter school. I had a connection and they would use the program kind of how we did, but it's sort of a manual thing, but way premature. It would have killed us. It would have been like, we would have had like one consulting client and it would just, it would have crushed us. So you have to be careful about trying to swallow something that you can't and, uh, serve, serve a customer that you're just not in a position to serve. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about where to take the conversation. I'm um, sorry, Justin. I, I probably go on. I go on and on. So no, no, that's break that's, your flow. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be good to 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 hear some stuff from Joe, but I don't I don't want to put you on the spot too much. Well, I can but, ask um, Joe some stuff. That would be great. Yeah, if you could, if you right. if you could interview Joe for a bit, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, um, well, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the the back end tech that you're using? Because I, I mean, Justin has talked about it at a high level, but that's not really his focus. And uh, this is this is really what you're spending your time thinking about. And I imagine there's some cool, cool tech there. And I think there's also some stuff where it was like, it was a total like you thought you had something and it didn't work, and then you got to you guys got oh this thing worked, and then you figured a way around it or something. So what what's what? So take us to a story a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, I think that the core product sounds, it almost sounds easy, uh, uh, coming in. All we have to do is just semantically tag, uh, uh millions of, uh, posts on the internet. And then we'll use those semantic tags and people will be able to craft these beautiful emails. Uh, and semantic tagging is obviously very difficult. You know, they're, they're Google alone is spending sort of hundreds of millions of dollars trying to, mm -hmm. uh, trying to nail it, um, as well as other, uh, big tech companies. Um, and, and so, and so when we started out, we got some pretty good results, uh, with respect to, uh, semantic tagging, but the issue, uh, that we started to run into is, is just, you know, I don't want to re reiterate too much. Justin has mentioned this before, but, um, but it's difficult uh, at the very uh, broad level uh, of tag, and it's very and and it's very difficult at the very granular level of tag. Right uh, when your tags are super broad, you have lots of different meanings. Uh, right, if you're mm -hmm. semantically tagging, you're trying to extract meaning, mm -hmm. and if your tag is broad enough, that tag has lots of different meanings. And so, if if uh, you're talking about writing, for instance, uh, the uh, uh, somebody who clicks writing could want to look at, uh, authorship, right? I'm a novelist and I am interested in writing, but also like there could be an academic who's interested in Egyptian hieroglyphics, which is also a type of writing. 
So mm-hmm. lots of different meanings. So, I mean, but, but so in a sense, you guys found yourselves writing your own search engine. Uh, I mean, that's what yeah. you're doing. Effectively, you're writing a search engine. <laughs> you type in some words and you want to get back a bunch of results. Instead of, instead of just getting it listed on a page, you get an email. So, and that's a non-trivial, non-trivial problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's true. Um, and, and fortunately we're not like, um, it, it's a, it's a subset, right. Of a, of a Google type search engine, because we don't have to come up with, uh, results for very, uh, specific, uh, search terms. I mean, it would be cool if we could, uh, but. But the, the problem we set out to solve was just uh, get a bunch of different tags that people can kind of browse through and, uh, and, and, then, and then select what they, uh, what they want. And so ultimately, you know, there's lots of different problems uh, uh, all, along, all along the road. Uh, a simple one is just extracting, uh, extracting the main content from a website, right? Without, it's, it's, so much of this issue is preventing false positives because we don't want to extract like an ad uh, mm-hmm. that might change the meaning of a, of a site. We want to extract only the core t- content, nothing else. That by itself is a hard problem. There's, there's open source packages for that, but we've had to kind of layer our own um, tweaks on top of the existing open source packages that we're using. Uh, uh, so uh, don't want false positives there. Don't want false positives for sure in the tagging. We want to restrict that as much as possible uh, because if, if uh, somebody gets an article for a tag that they've selected that is completely not related to that tag, uh, that is glaring, right? That's an obvious error mm-hmm. uh, uh, compared to just not getting uh, necessarily like all, every single every single uh, link that uh, you could tag for that particular tag. Um, that's a less obvious error. So it's better to err, we found on the side of uh, no false positives there. Um, and then- I'll just, and, I'll yeah, just say one thing. I'll just say one thing. Even, even getting the title is hard. Can you imagine? Like actually <laughs> just getting the title because people don't put the title in the title tag. Like they, they just put weird stuff like blog, <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the title tag, it says blog, but actually the title of the post is something different. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to write all sorts of um, interesting rules and exceptions to try and understand what is this page actually called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then summarization, right? We've been doing some su- summarization stuff and, and, uh, well, that, that's, uh, as you probably heard on the show, that's what I think is a, could be a huge value add if you could do it. Um, because I think there's a lot of value for people. Just give me. I want more than the title, but I don't want to, I don't want to read the whole thing. Give me the, give me the TLDR on this thing. And I might come back and read more detail. That's one thing I always like about Business Insider. They started doing that, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and they really give a really pretty comprehensive TLDR. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that that still works for them as a, um, you think, oh, if they give TLDR, why would they read the article? And therefore they would see the ads. Uh-huh. But I guess it's not a problem because I think what happens is if you give them enough information, they're still, they're going to want to read it. Hmm. If, if, it's the more it makes people more it's like selling it it's it's making you more interested in it like oh learning like, the details but yeah. if it's not interesting you'd find it real quick like all right i'm out so so yeah. anyway <laughs> um i think some reasons uh i mean me personally that would be a value a big value add i bet you there's a lot of people who would probably likewise find that to be really valuable because you know you could have a lot more like you could send somebody a limited number of links 
or you get some with no summaries because they're like, look, mm-hmm. I don't have time to read, go through all these, but okay, fine. Okay, I can, I can look at five. But mm-hmm. if you did summaries, you could give me 30 and mm-hmm. I could just read that over breakfast. Okay, 30 and I could see that would, that would be, I would be more interested. I would probably be more open to reading about more stuff if I could just do the summaries. Mm-hmm. So, so we can put 30, 30 summaries in your brief. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe not at least 20. You could probably, if they were just the summaries. I mean, I could We could probably... do 20 summaries in your brief. Oh, oh that's yeah, great. Cool. Might have tried. That's good I to mean, know. Because, because look, serendipity is a big, a big part of this. Like mm-hmm. basically the serendipity factor will give you much more chance of receiving good stuff. So if we can do 20, that's good for us. And yeah, well, we, I you think, think about, for you. think about you probably get like on a piece of paper, it was like 10 on a piece of paper, right? So about two pages front and back, you could get through it really pretty quickly. And, um, you know, and maybe most of them would be like, that would be enough to give me a gist of what's going on with this technology or this whatever. But then there might be two or three, you're like, okay, but I'm, this is actually really uh, interesting, really relevant. So I, 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 you know, and I, I think I said the very first time uh, Justin talked to me about the, about your brother startup, I, that would, to me was the biggest value add. But again, I could be an outlier. I mean, I may not be representative, but what do you think, Joe? I mean, I think you're right. And, and that's kind of the direction we've been moving in. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, we just recently, uh, started rolling out, um, uh, some test summarization, uh, uh, in our Python free list. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it seems to, uh, have been well received. So, um, and we're, we're kind of constantly refining that. Uh, and so hopefully, hopefully that is going to be um, really helpful for us. I, I think everything is kind of converging right now, which, which feels good. Um, uh, but there's a lot of work still to do. What do you, uh, what do you view as the, um, what well, could you talk a little about the summarization tech? What do you, is this like home built or there's a couple libraries or services? What yeah, are you doing? So, I mean, in general, in general, uh, right now there's, there's two kind of, uh, summarization schools out there in the NLP world. And one of them is neural net based, right? Deep learning stuff. So, so and non-linear process, what is the neural linguistic, what does NLP stand for? Oh, uh, natural language process. Natural language process, not neural linguistic yeah. programming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> that's why you, that's why you self talk yourself into doing things, right? Yeah. Jesse yeah. can tell you all about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, um, um, okay. So natural language processing is two schools. Okay. What are the, what are the, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, deep learning stuff, right. Neural net based stuff. And that tends to be expensive, uh, because you need big GPUs and lots of training data. Um, and, um, and so to, to train those types of, uh, uh, neural net based summarizations, uh, is very expensive. And then even to run them, uh, sometimes can be, uh, can be pricey. And so, uh, we went with the other school for now, which is like a, a statistical based, um, uh, summarization kind of thing. Uh, it's actually, it's actually very simplistic. Uh, the, the core algorithm is simplistic. It's, it's like, a um, it's like a frequency based, Mm -hmm. uh, thing with some weighting. Uh, and then, and then I put some, some kind of natural language rules on top of that, mm-hmm. uh, that have to do with like transitional phrases, uh, um, a, a, a few, a few like layers of, of rules that, uh, kind of, I got lucky 
and uh and it made the summarization th- that statistical mm-hmm. summarization um mm-hmm. better quite a bit better mm-hmm. uh and so that's that's kind of what we're doing right now and uh it's uh um it's a work in progress uh i i rely a lot on justin to tell me kind of where it's falling down um, well yeah because you can ne- you never can evaluate your own st- output very well it's, you're always like well i think it's pretty good and everyone's like no this sucks <laughs> you're like oh, okay fine i agree you should you should hear some of the conversations we have um <laughs> it's like he he'll do the summarization and i'm like but can it just be less characters like i just want it to be like you know 250 250 characters or whatever and he's like but the summarization like it's good it's like and so so i'm sort of coming from this aesthetic point of view and he's coming from this like um you know proper what? the way of doing things point of view so it's interesting it's fun right well uh, i mean I, and it's usually like kind of a good marriage between the two it's like what can we do what can the infrastructure output that's a quality and again what is the aesthetic um that's why it's important to have sort of full stack developers and on, on people who can see the back end of the front end right because they that, that's sort of a conversation mm-hmm. right if you have back end developers determining what can and can't be done or front end developers only determining what can and can't be done then you just have this less than optimal outcome um so okay i have a i have a question the you know there was a several episodes back um we were talking about um how you're using python uh-huh. how is i mean you know, python is known not to be the swiftest you know yeah. platform in the is is that a non-issue because you're calling into other libraries that are you know like scikit or things that are written in c so it's just sort of glues together basically uh, as a bunch of of super fast c routines or is or is there some yeah you got it you 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 got it in one right the uh, python is slow the base language language interpreter is slow but uh most of the libraries built in python that are used heavily are pre-compiled and so Python is just like a nice wrapper on top of those pre-compiled packages. But the other thing here is that a lot of the stuff we're doing is also like network calls, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and and network calls are just you're, phenomenally slow. So you're IO bound. You're IO bound anyway. Yeah, it's, for uh, a lot of the stuff we're IO bound exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of uh, backend infrastructure do you have set up? Do you have a bunch of EC2 instances, or what are you what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, EC2 instances um, managed with. Uh, uh, Justin's uh, salt stack infrastructure. You run one thing I'd like to to for you to talk about. You run uh, your architecture is like a single sort of process that's spun up, and it, and then it, it it does it fork off into different processes or whatever. Like what what's your sort of thinking and reasoning for doing it that way? Oh sure. So um, we so so it's it's broadly split up into two uh, kind of domains. One is uh, the, the getting the links and, and, uh, getting the, uh, link metadata, uh, from these individual providers. And then the other one is doing like the, the tagging, um, and, um, all the NLP stuff. So, uh, so when, when we get the data in, we are limited, uh, by the APIs that we call a lot of times, right? Reddit, uh, Reddit will rate limit us uh, to a certain to a certain uh, pipe size uh, that we can uh, that we can chug their data from, mm-hmm. and and so it doesn't matter how many uh, how many threads we have running on our side. Uh, once we hit that rate limit cap, 
uh, we're done. So mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the reasons why it's that the um, the data ingestion piece is uh, is is a pretty simple kind of like one thread per provider mm -hmm. uh, type system. It's because you know Twitter's only going to give us so much data. Reddit's only going to give us so much data. HN, well, HN. Oh. It doesn't matter because they don't, they don't have enough posts to, yeah. well, we can get everything trivially for them. Well, what, uh, okay, well, you can obviously set up different EC2 instances in different locations, all polling Twitter, and they would never know it's the same. Yeah, same I mean. Same poll, right? There is, uh, there is a kind of subterfuge uh, type uh, scenario you could get into where you use, you have a bunch of like IPs, uh, that are behind a VPN and you could, uh, you could rotate them and, and, and try to kind of fool these providers into giving you more data. Uh, you know, we're trying not to do that, uh, mm -hmm. right now, just because, uh, they have terms of use. And since we're kind of, mm -hmm. we'd like to grow this to be a, a good sized company, uh, we want to abide by everybody's terms of use. So you're so. not going to, you're not going to be naughty as Paul Graham calls that kind of behavior. <laughs> You got to forgive it later. But a lot of these startups were kind of naughty. Reddit was no exception. They were naughty. They they did a bunch of sock puppet accounts at first to make it look yeah. like they had a. So um, so yeah. so I, I mean I'm not going to mention any like names, but there are definitely sites where uh, we we pull from them and we tell them that we're pulling from them and we tell them like, listen, we will shut this off if you tell us uh that you don't want us to 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 pull it from you this way anymore but mm -hmm. uh but um we're not sort of uh we're we're being upfront with them mm -hmm. uh but uh but maybe not a hundred percent within the bounds of their terms of use or whatever so Got it. Got like it. that that's the only kind of gray area that we have right now so um so okay so why well, I, I got a couple more questions though uh so i'm gonna jump around but so your background was like embedded systems or some microcontrollers and things, right? I did that for like uh, five years, but actually I have a degree in biochemistry. Makes sense. Um, okay. So, so I... <laughs> that's my buddy, Phil. my buddy Phil's a kid. He has a degree in like film and sculpture, you know? He's <laughs> yeah. one of the best coders what, I know. What kind of coder do you think of yourself as? Like, I mean, do you, like what, what sort of... What else? What, what specialization <laughs> do you think of yourself as having? <laughs> Uh, right now, I mean, I think of myself as a data engineer, uh, because that's kind of the through, the through line, uh, uh, of all my stuff. Even when I was doing embedded systems, um, it's all about, uh, it's all about like managing, it was the hard drives, right? So managing data on a hard drive, uh, and making sure that, um, uh, for instance, like the NAND, uh, is, is evenly worn out like those are super i don't i don't even, even just saying that i'm sure somebody got bored right like nobody wants to hear about that type of thing um, yeah i almost but, hung up i was like <laughs> uh but yeah data data is is what i've been sort of manipulating for 10 years now so uh so i think um and and you know long time in the future uh i might i might even want to go back and 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 manipulate data in the the biotech field again, right? Like data data related to uh, genetics, um, uh, but it's all data. It's all data. It's data all the way down. <laughs> so, 
I'm just asking a couple of questions myself as well because I haven't just, asked you had, these. You've asked your questions, man. You hit your quota. Come on. <laughs> Ask the ball, dude. Like, right. um, so the embedded system stuff was like five years ago. So since then, you've been doing web, yeah. web stuff, is it? Or like, what's your main... What, what, um, what, I was what doing, sort of yeah, I was doing ad tech for like another five years. Ad tech. And you and you yeah. worked with Reddit as well? Uh, yeah, I've done work for Reddit. I did work uh, mostly for Oracle. Uh, hmm. They had a big like acquisition um, of this company called Data Logics, and they built this thing called the Oracle Data uh, Cloud, and um, that's who I was working for over there. So the ad tech stuff that you've done—that's the reason why you're quite um, uh, bullish on the um, the free sort of version of Morning Brief. Yeah, I I mean I, that seems to be how news aggregators make money these days, and uh, um. And, and there's lots of different tiers of, of kind of ad tech too, right? Like, uh, like a lot of people just think in terms of like CPMs for like cost per CPM is cost per mil, which is like cost per thousand. Um, it's dumb, like archaic terminology, but that's how like ad tech people talk. And, uh, and so, so a lot of times when people say, oh, you're just going to make money via ads. People, uh, people think, um, it's just like a flat rate across all of your different kind of, uh, properties, but, but in actuality, right. If you're advertising Mountain Dew, you're making like nothing. Uh, but if you're advertising like high-end luxury cars, uh, the, the, the amount of money per impression you get is, is phenomenally high. And so, uh, and so for, um, for us, for instance, Right. We could, we could potentially set up a, a lot of these newsletters that exist, uh, live exclusively off of like job board stuff because you can get a few thousand bucks per lead for, uh, for a good, uh, a good software engineer who gets hired. So those are all kind of options when you're in the ad tech space. Hmm. Any, more more questions? Questions. Any more I'm questions? I'm done with my questions. You can take over now, Jason. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> um, so I, I want to circle back to what we talked about before in terms of the a company. I mean, have you, yeah, this is for Joe, have you talked to any or many users one-on-one, -on -one, potential your beta users and gotten a sense of what their needs are? Or what's What's been sort of your customer development or process so far? Yeah, I mean, we've talked to uh, uh, a couple dozen people who who were kind of early adopters of the um of the platform mm -hmm. and uh and a lot of the a lot of the feedback in the early days was just like you guys need to tag better right like and and so your tags suck so, bro <laughs> 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 but yeah. I, I mean i'm happy to say that like that uh, that has been getting like steadily better so that uh that that feels good and then um uh, and, and then, so we have, we have kind of two, two prongs here, right? We have this like premium prong and then we have this, uh, this free, uh, this free version prong and, and with the free version, uh, it's kind of hard, uh, to, uh, to interview people one-on-one -on -one for that type of thing. That's just kind of like, uh, a funnel. And we hope that we're doing a good job in terms of, uh, um, in terms of providing people on the free list content and we hope that they share with other people and uh um and actually uh like 
I feel like I'm monopolizing uh, the mic here. Maybe, maybe no, 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 Justin actually, could. You got well, the biggest well, microphone, so okay. Well, wait, wait. One, <laughs> well, so one thing that I that we haven't mentioned is so we've released we've released the free stuff and we released our our first free list, which was which is Python, and um, not only that, but then on Twitter on it's not on Twitter on Reddit on the Reddit uh, Python uh, Reddit subreddit. We, uh, I posted a post that said, okay, we've released this free Python list and Python and ML are putting it together, creating this list. And it did really well. And it spent the entire day on the front page of this uh, subreddit that has 800,000 users. And um, we had a steady flow of traffic and we've had um, a little under 300 people sign up and about 250 people validate their email. That's an interesting... And these are for the free accounts? For, for, the, for the free emails. And then okay. we've looking at the open rates uh over the you know for the last week and the open rates are fantastic in fact um because of the reporting of um mailgun the open rates are over 100 percent because it's like <laughs> it's tracking people opening it multiple times so you know it's yeah. funny you, it's funny you talk i was just looking at the mailgun event because i'm just building out like a notification system for email system for for the users you know yeah and yeah. uh I was just looking. It's like amazing how many events they have. It's really, yeah, really, yeah. really great. So okay, um, well that's great. Well, you know, and you were sad. Justin was sad. Remember the sad conversation we had? Like <laughs> it was Justin was sad. Nobody liked well, it. He was going to quit. <laughs> it was <laughs> people. <laughs> and it turns people, out he'd forgot to. He was. He wasn't even. He was looking at the analytics. Had the analytics. I was looking at the analytics right, and, but and people really actually do like it. And something else that something else that's really interesting. So two days after we turned, so the website now, if you go there, there's just the, there's the implication that there's going to be multiple free lists. There's no mention of anything paid, but two days after we turned everything off, there's no route to the paid thing. We got two paid signups, two people <laughs> purchased the lifetime. I'm like, okay. So, so we, we've kind of also, you know, there's multiple ways that we've proven that the premium thing is worth more investigation and uh, there's there's at least three to four people who are getting val a lot of value out of out of it there's two people who've upgraded and converted from the original free trial okay so it it's good it's it's all in a good place but i still think that you know our current path which is um to put out a lot of these free lists um is a good path because essentially what it's what it's making us do is it's making us make the product better you know so the the gql the that i that is the my gql it's the like GQL, gq like a magazine gq which is the the, gold the goldfinger query language <laughs> okay <laughs> which which basically i'm i'm building to be able to um sort of convert a configuration script into briefs okay. has made has made a huge difference and that's the reason why i came to you and i said okay jason i think this thing is ready so this for you. is your dsl can... your domain specific language yeah there since you go. we're doing using a lot of three-letter acronyms yeah okay um yeah so that's been quite good in terms of just just validation and and what's also interesting is just seeing the the feedback you know but because we have the back issues so the, so anytime we release a brief we run it from four months ago so it essentially creates like if it's a daily brief it creates 120 back issues 140 actually because it's a bit more than four months Mm -hmm. And then if it's a uh, weekly, it creates 20 back issues. And so in the post to Reddit, I, I linked to the back issues and people are just like, man, this is great. This content's great, you know? And so they're signing up. They're saying the content's great. The open rates are great for like the whole week. So 
Yay. This week, Justin has a happy face. Next Good. week, he's probably going to be, be like sad again. tears sad and crying face. and Justin's... life is bad. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I, th- I think success in a lot of this is dependent on your, are you willing to just stick it out, man? You know, you got to fight through it. That's why it's so important to pick something you really care about because you'll stick through it even if it, even when it's painful and feels like nobody likes what you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a business here and it's just a matter of grinding it out, making, hmm. getting better summaries, getting better tagging, you know, but creating different marketing channels. I mean, I, th- I think, I think probably the key is building a lot of these emails for specific verticals. Um, we have like a serverless one, you know, or, or one for rust or whatever the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and then what you could do is say, Hey, you know, by the way, we have a, you know, custom one. It's like, Oh, we've noticed that you've subscribed to three separate, you know, newsletters. Yeah. Why don't you create That's a custom just sort of, one? Just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Oh, go on. We, we, we even got feedback from, um, cause at the bottom of every mail that goes out, I said, PS, you know, we're Joe and Justin reply to this. If you, if you've got some feedback for us and, uh, one nice email we got is, Hey, can you just like, like, tell me about new briefs, you know, can I, can I get uh, like on a list about new briefs? I want to hear about new briefs. Where do I, where do I find that inf- information? So hopefully they'll get, you know, there'll be more people like that who realize, yeah, you can sign up to three of these things. You know, and then I've, they'll be pissed off that they'll be getting three in their inbox. Man, I wish it was just one. And then we'll be like, yeah, you can do that. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, I, I don't think you should like just focus on the tech space either, just because that's kind of your, what you're familiar with. I mean, you, I mean, you should do some tech because it, as you know it, and, but like the cutting edge stuff, more cutting edge stuff, the stuff that's newer that people don't know about and they're trying to get in, you know, like serverless, for instance. I mean, that's been a thing, right? Um, but, uh, you know, you do something like the gaming world, you know, mm. people are always looking for new games and what's going on, you know, stuff like that. It's a whole nother thing. Um, or an entertainment or whatever new shows, you know, what's going I was on. I thinking product world as well, even just iPhone yeah, or Android or stuff, stuff, right? Like Gadgets that. and yeah. stuff. So there's all kind of stuff. And I think when, you know, what you, what, what a leading indicator, they would be a really good, um, uh, potential customer for the high end, for the premium version is. If you say, hey, people who like stuff on, you know, serverless like stuff on, you know, whatever, Rust, or people who like stuff on, you know, movies like stuff on, you know, what's streaming on Netflix, you know, whatever. So, and you say, and you start saying like, hey, now they've, they've, once they've done two or more, then it's like, hey, create a custom one. Here are the different types of things that are related to that. They're like, oh, that would be good, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think you, you kind of, you get them on one. And then you say, people who like this, oh, here, check out some of these other briefs. And they're like, oh, and then a bunch of them start adding to those. And now they have two, now they have three. And you're like, maybe a consolidated custom brief would be better. You seem like a power <laughs> briefer, <laughs> you know, a brief, you know, and, um, we, and then, and then, and then you, uh, then you all of a sudden, you know, which I, so I think that would be the kind of the path, you mm-hmm. know, and that how you get them there. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I've no, I've no doubt there's a business here. And I think it's looking, we have some, we have some good link flow for serverless computing. Yeah. So we could do it. We could do a weekly brief straight away on that. I think newer, it's the new, right? News, new is in news for a reason, right? What's new? 
And oh, new is in news, right? New, wow. the operative. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the new, everything new, the news, right? So it's new stuff. And so I think when you're talking about languages and technologies in the tech world, it's the newer stuff that people are adapt. They're going to be, it's like, oh, I have something on Java. It's like, well, you know, that's not really, not a ton of news happening. They're like, oh, we have a newsletter on Lisp. It's like, you know what I mean? Like what's new? I mean, they occasionally see something pop up. So it's going to be the more cutting edge stuff. Like what are the kids playing with these days? Those crazy kids, you know? What are they, what are they, what are they, so they're, they're, in the younger, younger people, young people who are younger in an industry are, 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 they're really open to learning and finding about everything, right? They're just hungry mm -hmm. for new information. They, they're much, they're much to have that exploration versus exploitation ratio. You know, mm -hmm. it's like that 20, 80, you know, thing. And yeah. uh, younger people, it's going to be way higher on the explore than exploit because they haven't found they have not found an optimal path in their career to get them where they want to go. Probably they're still just trying to figure stuff out, you know, yeah. who am I? What do I want to do? How do I get to there? Where I want to go? You know, there's just taking in tons of information. So looking at newer stuff, people who are more established, they're like, look, I, you know, like you're talking to me it's like, I already know what I need to do. I just need more time in the day. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm less time? about accumulating ideas and more about just execution. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that's, that's cool. Do you mind if I, uh, Change the topic? No, please do. So, so um, I was going to tell you a couple of things. So we were talking about it a couple of, uh, uh, I think it was an episode or two ago about staying on top of like errors. And so one of the things I did, you, you, and I think some people on the comments said, hey, you could try this or that. There's different services that are out there. So what I ended up doing is I just post to a Slack channel. I sort of created a channel called System Errors. And I just, Right, you just write it basically do a curl post and it just instead it, so it writes when it right right after it writes to the error log it sends a post to the system errors channel which means i automatically get a notification on my phone i have them all there i can go back so it's like that i feel like you know when you're at a smaller company and you don't have like all these people and all this stuff and last thing i need is like a huge system to deal with this i just need to know something happened so i can jump on it um that, that was a pretty pretty slick little solution you know what what do you what have you guys done for that do you do anything or what do you know how do you know well, it's an error other than like oh. i mean i don't want to blow your bubble but i did that in like 2012 yeah no i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying it's like innovative but i just was like oh that was really no it is very good it's yeah. good and um but uh well do i don't you find think slack that... was out in 2012 <laughs> do you find that it's like overwhelming uh, like, do you get too, too much stuff? Like, how do you, how do you determine? I get like one okay, error a day. This. Okay. That's good. That's, good. that's how I write code, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I turned mine on, it was way too overwhelming. There was just like so many errors. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you write yeah. shit code, like, <laughs> that's, that's you know, like, like here, here's a hint. Don't write shit code. Um, <laughs> too shit. No, I'm too shit. I, um, well, I, you know, cause before I wasn't doing anything, right. I would just like, mm. something's not, somebody get an email, like, oh, I can't log in or there's something's wrong. And then you go to error logs, you're like, oh my God, look what's going on here. Right. And you see it's happening hundreds of times. All these people are, there's some error and it's all in the same stupid thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I had nothing, man. It was, I mean, it was, it was total amateur hour, you know, but, mm. uh, so here's another thing talking, talking amateur hour. What are you guys doing to, uh, to, I'm with my dog here. 
Uh-oh. She's like, see the nose there? She's like, that's a giant dog. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So, um, what are you guys doing for, uh, for your track, your tracking, your, uh, your feature to-do list, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you have like some big, you know, Justin, you were building some custom thing called like task flow or something or whatever mm. it was. And then, yeah. What are you doing? I'm glad I'm, I've, I've, I've stopped that. I'm, I'm actually, I just, I'm really happy to be doing what we're doing now, working with a partner. Um, that makes a big difference. With what? Working with a partner instead right, of doing. Gonna, what are you using for, ta- how do you store, what, what are you guys working on? What's your, what's your to-do list? Yeah, I was just solution. going on a tangent there, my bad. Um, we don't, we don't really like have Joe. a to-do list. So I mean, you were going to say we, you like Joe and you like working with Joe? <laughs> yeah. Um, we, because just thinking about various different projects that I've been on beforehand, you know, just doing my own stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it is better working with someone. Um, we, we sort of tried to use Trello, um, and we, tr- we post stuff in Slack. We have, you know, a lot of Slack conversation. And I guess I have a big ass te- text file that I track my stuff in. I don't know what Joe tracks his stuff in, but I don't think we're very organized in that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the Trello thing is my fault. Like I, I, sh- I kind of stopped uh, putting as much of my stuff into Trello. The, the thing is that like our domains are pretty separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Justin is phenomenal. Uh, you know, on the, on the front end stuff, uh, and, and getting, um, uh, the UI designed and, and those types of things. Well, let's and then, be honest. He's okay. It's a little buff mediocre, right? Well, that's, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a B minus, right? Hey, I've, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of people before. He's great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Um, and then, and then I'm doing like, uh, data engineering, uh, backend stuff and we do overlap some, uh-huh. uh, but, uh, uh, but not to the point where we're like, uh, needing to track dependencies as much. Right. 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 I, I, I use this thing called Rome research, uh, to, for, for like everything that I do, like, uh, like it's, it's almost like a life log type thing and just everything Rome goes in research? there. Rome research? Rome. Rome research. Yeah. R O A M. And, uh, um. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I think that the uh, using a unified kind of task track tracking system is more important when there are dependencies to resolve. Uh, sure, sure. So feeling. independently, so using Rome Research, that's the URL, RomeResearch.com. That's the it's the name of the product. So that's weird. I never heard of that. And Justin uses big ass text file. Pretty much. So I was using paper. <laughs> <laughs> I was using a combination of paper and, and big ass text file. And I've been thinking about making the move to Trello. Cause I'm just like, have like four pieces of paper with, I was like, this is getting out of control. So I was just curious what you guys are doing. I mean, it's funny cause 2021, like, you know, I, I just can't like, find something satisfying. Like the problem with Trello is because it's the Kanban style thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you can really only see five tasks. It's difficult to, 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 you know, but like, Excel is still probably one of the best ways to just get a list of tasks that you can quickly drag up and down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wish that there was stuff that was just simple like that, but that had a, a little bit more utility that was also, Asana is kind of like that, but as you know, like, I hate the feel of it. It was totally like, over-engineered, right? It was you like, open really... the box and it just like, it's just, it just feels kind of different. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah, Justin, yeah, I remember he hated that. We were... We tried to use it. That was back in 2012, I think, mm-hmm. for uh, mm-hmm. any foo. And Justin was trying to use it. Like, I could use this like, socks. Like, we're like, <laughs> you know, it's 
it's funny. Uh, well, speaking of that, like kind of the sort of having strong emotional reactions, it's funny. I was talking to Phil, our buddy Phil, about this. We've had on the show. We haven't had it a long time ago, but he, um, he, what time, uh, I can't remember Justin and Phil were having a conversation about me somehow. And, and Phil goes, well, you know, Justin's real, Jason's really emotional. Mm. Remember he said that to Justin? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and then Justin relayed this to me later. I'm like, I'm what? I'm really emotional? He's like, yeah, yeah. He says, you're really emotional. And I was like, always, I puzzled over that. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? You know, because I'm not like breaking down in tears or, you know, having emotional breakdowns. Like, what does he mean? And what he meant was that I have strong emotional reactions to things. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I really, like, I don't just hate this. Like, I hate it with a white hot fury. You know, it's like, um, and, and it's funny because I was talking to the Justin who I worked with about that. And I, and I went, cause I've kind of realized what, what Phil was really meant is uh, by that. And I said, does it, cause I do, I get really pissed off when things suck. I'm like, this suck. We got to fix this. This is, this is bullshit. Like we got to, you know, our, I get some, I get some, um, kind of crappy email from someone. I get really pissed. <laughs> I don't just go, well, whatever. I like it. You know, I get riled up and I go, does it, is it taxing on you that I have these sort of, like, I get, get really excited. Like it's gonna be all, and I get, I get really kind of pissed about something. And he's like, no, he's like, cause when you get angry, it usually means there's all these new ideas on how to solve a problem. He's like, I have my notebook. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here come the, here come the big, the big discontinuous jumps forward in the product is when you get pissed. It's just something about, typically it's something about the product that isn't working as well as I think it should work. And I, yeah. So it's funny, but I think that's kind of an, and Justin says he gets, you know, he hates Asana. Like he has an emotional reaction. He, he can't live with this. It's not, is frustrating. And there was actually the something I wanted to hear you guys talk about um, together. Um, was that, because I, I, I can't wrap my head around it, so I'd just like to hear you guys have a discussion mm -hmm. to have another chance at wrapping my head around it, mm -hmm. which is the algorithm that Justin has been building um, to, to sort of do the suggestions of the, the lessons. I can't wrap my head around how can that be math and not just something like a simple database or something like that. So I would, so, okay, so go. <laughs> so you want me to explain kind of how that works? Yeah, well, so, not, not the, not the essence of it, but just like both you guys are, are sort of math guys. So just so, sort of, how is it math? How is it math rather than logic? Okay. Well, is what look, I um, uh, let's, 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 let's just go in terms of a, um, of, of sim something simpler than an acyclic directed graph, which is how all our stuff is arranged, which is everything pointing everything else in there. Um, think of it in just terms of a list of, of items. So, mm -hmm. okay. You have a thousand, have a, you have a thousand stories you want to recommend, but you can only do 10. What are you going to mm. pick? You're going to have some kind of a ranking and the ranking is going to be some combination of other inputs. And you're going to say, what's the highest value overall mm. and the highest value. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to. I mean, you could have two inputs, you could have 30 inputs that go into whether something is good or not. And you have some kind of way of normalizing those values so they're all sort of proportionate in some reasonable way. And then you add them all up and then we sort them by the best, by the highest, right? Mm. So that's sort of a very simple way of how the math works is that you somehow, 
you go and accumulate all of these, all of this, all these uh, quantitative measures about this thing, about all these things. And then you just sum them up and sort them. I mean, that's essentially hmm. what it is. And, uh, but, but because it's an acyclic direct graph, you know, you, you know, if, 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 if a kid answers a, or a student answers a question on this and they get it wrong, well, what does it say about the probability of the things that are more advanced that are depend on that? And so you can see you filter up, well, well, that probably means they don't know this as well. And it probably means that. And then how far something is distance wise in the graph, it has some kind of relationship. You can infer some things. And so you create this sort of trickle down or trickle up, you know, you know, it's very, it's kind of similar in some ways to how um, backprop works in terms of uh, an algorithm. I mean, it gets kind of really murdery mathy, but essentially you're just apportioning out, uh, you know, numbers okay, that, up that and down. That makes sense. Yeah. The Joe, Joe doesn't need to say anything. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate it. So, yeah, there we go. You know, and, and it again, it's sense. not like it's one algorithm, right? I mean, it is, I mean, there is one algorithm that, that does that, like select mm. tasks, but there's a model and it has lots of different um, algorithms that do different aspects of this thing. I mean, it has really gotten complex. And one thing we've done, which is, I don't think we've talked as much about the show, but Joe might find this kind of interesting, is that, you know, there's sort of, I feel like there's, there's sort of two ways that you could build an intelligent system. You could either have, um, well, on the one hand, you could just say, well, I'm just going to create a bunch of if-then rules, essentially. If this and this and this, you can have like some sort of something like an expert system, right? And, and a lot of code that we write, it, it serves as sort of an expert system. Some are just very, very simple ones. But if this, this, and this is true, then I do this. Or this, this, this is true, then I do this other thing. Um, and, you know, all, most of these web apps and apps have some kind of, you know, series of if-else conditions that allow it to behave in different ways. And so this, the, the behavior in the, uh, is sort of customized to that person in a given situation. Um, well, on the opposite end, you say, well, we just have huge amount of data, billions of rows of data, and we create some kind of deep learning and we try and, and we try and do some, some engineering on this data because we don't really understand how this thing works. So we try and do some pre-processing on this data and we sort of do, we do some feature engineering to try and figure out what this data, put it in some kind of more meaningful um, format. And then we have some kind of system that goes and tries to assign values. Well, we don't have billions of rows of data, you know, which we would need given the complexity of the data structures. So mm -hmm. what we do is, um, which is kind of interesting is that we have this, 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 this acyclic director graph is something that we manufactured, right? Mm -hmm. We said, all right, so what is algebra? What is calculus? What is abstract? You know, what are all these things? How are they all connected? What are, how do we break them down into granular parts? How, what depends on what, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have like how does the thing supposed to behave and a lot of it really comes from my gut to be honest with you how mm -hmm. should this behave how does spaced repetition work and given mm -hmm. that i've spent so much time working with students and the system and i have a pretty good sense like this is how it needs to work like mm -hmm. you know because sometimes like justin will be working on something and i'm like um you know we have some output so it's like okay this is student did a review and then they did a, or they did a lesson on a new topic. Let's say they did a lesson on the chain rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they did a review the next day. And then they did some review. They didn't explicitly review. This is actually a conversation we had, uh, you know, about a month ago. 
And then there was no explicit review of the chain rule. And I said, well, I'm not seeing any reviews on this. What's going on? He's like, well, it looks like it gets some implicit review from these other things. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't believe that. And I said, do you believe that they actually know the chain uh-huh. rule with them? And he's uh-huh. like, well, I'm like, no, probably not. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. That's not going to work. Uh-huh. So in a sense, the, our system of like, I don't know, what do we have like? 2,500 topics and like 6,000 or prerequisites and then another 10, probably 10,000 prerequisite edges that connect all these nodes of all different types and all, all these different, each one have these scalar values. It's just at the edge of what I would call human scale. Uh-huh. It's massive for humans. It's trivial for a computer. Sure. But it's absolutely massive for humans. So we have to build a yeah. lot of tools and process processes and, and, and things and, and, and to, to, to manage it and tweak it and make sure it's right. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you build your data structure and you make it sort of what we call very like smart data, you have lots mm-hmm. of contextual information that tells you what is this thing? What's the relationship to this? Mm-hmm. All these different kinds of relationships then the algorithms don't have to be quite as complex. It doesn't have to, you don't have to rely on deep learning. Mm-hmm. You can use I w- what we would call a more a more simplistic, simple not simplistic by any means, but simpler algorithms that are actually um, um, what's the word? I, there's a word that's escaping me, but you like can a uh, deterministic type, uh, deterministic, but also um, you could tell why it's doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It's not a black. Yeah, oh, color. sure. There's a like you can introspect it. Yeah. Like every every le- every layer of abstraction, you know exactly what's happening. Right. So so we've built, and and a lot of our. You know, yeah, well, there has been thousands of, of, of hours put into developing this model of algorithms, but there's been mm-hmm. magnitudes more of that put into development of this, of this content and this data structure. But that is, that's how you get, that's how you get there because there's, there's really no way to do this with just like some machine learning way. This data is not available. Yeah. It's just yeah, not. That- makes total sense and and i'm super curious now about uh like what you do when like how do you make it acyclic right because uh because maybe it's just like the individual nodes are like granular enough that it's acyclic but i could definitely see a situation where like you need some statistics knowledge as a prerequisite for this but then there's some more advanced statistic knowledge that you need uh, sort of like, you know, statistics, this thing. And then down here, you need more statistics knowledge, more advanced statistics knowledge uh, uh, that's uh, uh, a prerequisite. Uh, has this thing as a prerequisite. And then your statistics um, uh, is a prerequisite for that. So that's like cyclic, right? And so is it just more granular than that? It's very granular. So we try to make things very granular. I think it's part of it. If you make things... If, if you don't make these granular, I think you might run into more of those kind of problems. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how to answer it other than that, you know, math, at least up to a certain degree, I think almost at any level, everything builds on something else, uh-huh. right? Everything is built a signal layers of things, you know? Uh-huh. And um, it's natural like that with things, there aren't typically cycles unless you were just uh-huh. sort of not really paying attention to what you're doing. And you just had a bunch of stuff that were referencing each other and now you got a problem. Um, so, but we've been, uh, you know, that's one of the things I think we've paid very close attention to from the beginning, um, which is sort of not creating cycles and, 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 mm-hmm. and things build in a progression because, you know, when you're, when you're a student, 
you know, it's again, it's a series of progression. Everything's very linear in a class. Like you just do this, mm-hmm. you go through chapters and you go, you know. So um, it sort of naturally follows a, a progression. Do you show users the, the, the graph? Like in the where pre- they're going? In the previous versions we have, and the new version I need to, because it's really kind of cool um, uh-huh. to look at this graph and see it color <laughs> in. Yeah. 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 Could you like, uh, could you do something like, um, because it sounds like you have a single unified graph of every single node, uh, that you could learn, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, uh, uh, but within that overarching graph, you have like subject graphs almost, right? That's right. That's right. Exactly right. Um, That's exactly right. So you could show those two or, or, uh. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, so we have the entire graph, but the problem is the entire graph takes like a minute to render uh, using the viz dot js library and everything uh-huh. now if you limit to say calculus or something that has like 260 individual topics that might uh-huh. take like eight or ten seconds to load now sometimes i can do is i can load that automatically and by the time they want to look at it it kind of appears automatically or something um because it's just rendering kind of uh in javascript it's not like it's tying up servers for server time um mm. but you could even break it down to say we'll just show things within this unit just i yeah. just want to see the graph on differentiation so yeah. here's what you've learned in differentiation, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, so I'm thinking about doing stuff like that because right now it's like it does look really cool. It's kind of the shock and awe thing. It's like looking at all the stars in the galaxy. Like, Ooh, neat. But it's like, wow, I don't, I don't really know. It. Other than going, this is really neat and looking at oh, there's all these different colored nodes and these are the ones I know. And oh, that's kind of neat, but mm. it's not really useful. But what would yeah. be more useful and informative is, is okay, well, here is the stuff with just this unit or with just this module, these 20 topics, and here you've done these 12 and you can see this color up. And you're like, oh, cool, I'm doing those other things. So I've been thinking about this kind of stuff for just sort of like fun, because like, mm. I can see things connected up. Because one of the things that I think we're not, I, see, there's a lot of things that I just know we're just, are, we, I know we have to do. Like, I don't even have to mm-hmm. have conversations about users about this. Like, I know this needs to be there, which mm-hmm. is like, I need more context. Like, why am I doing these tasks? Mm. Right. It's like if you went to your trainer and your trainer said, and you're like, what am I doing today? And he's like, all right, well, look, uh, you can do squats. Uh, you can do some bench press. You can do some burpees. You can go thing. Which am I doing? You're like, oh, I do this. And you're like, why am I doing these? He just doesn't answer. He just looks at you and you're like, he's like, shut up and do it. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's like, that's kind of what we're doing right now. It's just like, uh-huh. do it. You know, um, I think what people want in some cases is a little more context. So why why am I doing this? It's like, oh, you see, like here's a whole course, here's what you've done, you know. Yeah. So we need to create that more. What 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 is abstract algebra? How is it used? So some kind of things where you can mouse over and say, abstract algebra is the study uh-huh. of structures, algebraic structures, and da 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 da. Or uh-huh. why do I need to learn about eigenvalues? Well, eigenvalues are yeah. important. To you, you know, so context, direction, progress. These are all things that are, are that I need to be building in over the next couple of months because um, I think after a while people get a little like, all right, so I'm, I can I know I'm doing a lot of work, I know I'm learning stuff, but I'm not connecting it up for some long term meaning, you know. You know what would be just so amazing is hmm. it it just feels like like a like a tech tree in a game, right? Like uh like Age of Empires or something like that. And when you have a tech tree in a game. Uh, each node in the tech tree tells you what you can do once you hit that point. Mm. And it would be so much fun to like see a, a whole graph of that and say like, this is the skill that I want to learn 
and then it, and then it and then it highlights like the path that you take down there and then it shows you like this is what you can unlock in terms of your own personal skills once you hit this node in the graph like that 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 would be so much fun uh from like a from like a gamification standpoint yeah no um, i totally i totally agree we, we 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 talked about this over the years a little bit like oh i want to learn this i didn't really say why you would learn it but and then uh-huh. it would give you a path to do it but uh-huh. I, I i totally agree that you need to you need to provide the user, the student, with what they get to do, what they can do with this thing. How is this stuff used? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get there? I mean, right, you know, and that's just, um, it just takes, I, I, mean, it's, I mean, we have all the information there. I mean, the only thing that we need to add a little bit more is the contextual explanations for like, what are, what are groups? What are fields? Why do I carry rings? How does this play into the importance of mathematics generally? You know, mm-hmm. what's the history of them? What's, you know, so we need to start putting more of that in there. The kind of stuff that if you're a, 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 a professor, you talk about some of that class. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe the good professors talk about it a little bit more and can say, hey guys, this is why this stuff's always kind of a, kind of a big deal. This is why you want to do this. This is why it's important. And then the students go, oh, okay. And then, then they buy in, they're, they're enrolled, right? Yeah. They're like, I get it. As opposed to just like, I don't know, I got, I got to just do this because the, it's on the midterm or something. And and you probably don't need this because like you have enough on your plate and the, and this product is like phenomenal already, but like, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have this book, the Princeton companion to mathematics. Yeah, I got that. On my shelf I got here. that. You read that little light reading <laughs> before you go to bed at night. <laughs> but they have like those little historical snippets, right? Uh-huh. Like you were talking about. Yeah. And, right. and that seems kind of cool too. It's like, uh, you have like a little sidebar and it says, that, you know, this is the person who discovered this and, uh, and this was like the context of their lives when they were discovering it, just like a little human interest. I, I don't I know. I hundred percent. I mean, this is something we've talked about. Something I said, I, I, I want to, what I was thinking about doing is integrating that not, not only as sort of like kind of a mouse over pop up, like giving a little context for people, but also like you can actually get like badge or points by taking, a, taking, learning about this stuff and taking a quiz on uh-huh. the history of, you know, Galois theory or something, uh-huh. you know, and you're like, okay, like, like you, you sort of integrate, integrate the history of math along with learning math, you know, because I think it's, um, I don't know, I think all this stuff can, I, well, okay. So here's the thing, what I want to do with the system too, is I want to make it sort of a custom fits to every independent, every student. Cause some people are going to really care about that stuff and some people do not. And what you want to do is make it so that it's there, it's there. And if people and, and it's for people who care about it, and the people you don't bother people with stuff they don't want to do. So, for instance, examples of is like challenge problems. So we uh-huh. make really difficult problems. Some kids love uh-huh. challenge problems. Like, uh-huh. oh, this would be really hard. I want to see if because it's, it's a puzzle. Other kids are never going to want to do them. Like, I don't uh-huh. do those stupid. They take forever. I can never figure them out. It just makes me feel stupid, right? And I never uh-huh. get any points because I can never figure them out. Or the kids uh-huh. they live for. So, but if you don't have them, people are like, well, so you guys don't really have any challenge problems, huh? You know, it's uh-huh. like create them, but then make the system, don't force it on people. It's, it's something they can choose. Multi-step problems, proofs, historical things, all these kind of things, depending on the kind of experience that somebody wants, the kind of person they are, the things they care about, they can yeah. have an optimized experience. That's what we're trying to do. I could even see this graph that you have, like making its way into movies and like TV shows and stuff. 
<laughs> you know, you know how they always have like the scrolling code in the, right. like in the background when somebody's doing hacking or whatever. Right. Like, like this TV show numbers where oh, they have, I love like, math that. I love professors. Numbers. Like, oh yeah. I, I could tell, totally see like somebody's computer in the background has like, oh, to get here, like you have to go through all these different steps or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, That'd totally. You know, I'm actually friends with the mathematician who created the, uh, the math for numbers. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a huge fan of math academy. He's a, he's a, he, he's a professor emeritus from Caltech of mathematics. His name's, well, Ga- sounds like- n- name's Gary Lord. And he's, he's, he's an older guy. He's like in his 70s. We, we go out and grab, grab lunch every once in a while. And it's kind of like, I'm a little bit like a fanboy, right? Because I'm like, I love numbers, you know? Like, <laughs> I, you know, like he, we don't let yeah. him talk about it, but just knowing that he did that was super cool. And that is cool. It's uh, really, in fact, I need to, not, I should send an email to him soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I, I think that, the, so what's, what's an interesting challenge is how do we use the knowledge graph in a way that is interesting and informative, but not overwhelming and confusing? Uh-huh. Because you can quickly go, oh, look at this, it's the, all the stars in the galaxy. And people are like, ooh. But then like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this. So you got, I think we have to break it down into smaller chunks and say hey you just finished this lesson and it has like a handful of topics related to it and just kind of colors them in and shows what you've done and then if you want to see more maybe you can click on it and it says here's how it filters into the rest of the the module unit and things like that so but i think it's uh-huh. going to be very we have to do it in just the right way otherwise people are going to be like i still don't understand what what this stuff is anyway i still don't get it you know these people are easily yeah. confused by this stuff makes sense but, to me. you know it's just cool to look at so one thing for um for Jess and Sandy, uh, this was the, so, uh, Chris, not this Christmas, but Christmas before she had like a custom blanket with the entire knowledge graph of calculus on this giant blanket. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. It's pretty neat. It's pretty, <laughs> it's nerdy, but it's cool. Is that something you can like buy online? Uh, we don't like, have any merch if that's what you're asking for, but, <laughs> but we maybe could, maybe we could oh, one day we could say that that would be cool. Yeah. Now, but it, when we first saw it, we're like, Ooh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah it is fun to look at when you see it it's it's fun when you have this like you have this idea in your head you, you basically have a sense of what this thing is but you've never seen it <laughs> and then you render it and you're like holy crap that's cool <laughs> you know and that's happened a couple of times in my career where you have visualization of something that's incredible of some quantitative type of structure and then but yeah it's pretty neat it's it's years of your life, right? Some people go to university and they spend years and years learning this stuff. And so it's yes. not surprising that it looks overwhelming when when yeah. you see what you've done over the course of years. Yeah, I know it's been a number of years. I mean, I've been working on this. So, so, you know, so, so Sandy sat down this week and she finally finished up the forensic accounting for the past eight years because all this mm. stuff was like on personal credit, you know, just come in a personal bank account and stuff's on Upwork and it's on TransferWise and it's coming out of bank, PayPal. I mean, just, and she finally got through the whole thing and she's just like done. No, she's like tracking down all these expenses. She's like, you know, you've been doing this for eight years. Just like, oh my God. So yeah. And the amount of money is insane. She's like, oh, but, um, but yeah, it's a huge deal. But that's, you know, it's funny when, one thing I want Justin, uh, uh, and I talk about it and it's like, you know, Justin, who I work with, I said, um, it's like every time we run into some other big problem, because this has been a monster effort. It's like, it's a huge moat. It's like, oh, someone wants to compete with us. Like, well, Godspeed. You know what I mean? There are a lot easier ways than to build this stuff out. You have no idea. 
the amount of time and effort and pain. There's just so much complexity to it. So, um, so, but also, so when we do reach that pain, I, I kind of go, well, it just adds to the moat for somebody doing anything like this. They're going to have to do that too. And then they're not going to want to do it. They're just going to, it's just too expensive, too painful, takes too much time, but we've done it. We're too late. We, we, we've already burned the ships. We've got no, there's no choice now. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, ours is, not, I don't think ours is anywhere near as much as yours, but I've. Well, you've been working on it for four fit. months, right? I mean, two guys. Of course it's not, if, right? You just started. But there's been a couple of times where we've had that feeling, you know, but it's, it, wait, we, wait, we started like nine months ago, didn't we? How many months have we? Yeah, it's something like eight or nine months now. Working yeah. on it full time? Uh, full time for me for like maybe two thirds of that time. Mm-hmm. Wait till you look mm-hmm. back like seven, eight years from now. Oh, someone yeah. says, no, oh, I'm, I'm going to build a semantic tagging recommendation. You're like, good luck, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, trying to compare in, in that way at all. I'm just saying I've had that feeling like when we came up against something difficult, because it seems like a, it would be a really easy thing. What we're doing seems like it'd be easy. It always does. So Everything seems easy on the outside. If people want to try and copy it, they're going to have to go through each of those, pa- yeah. those painful points. That we if something seems well. easy, it's just because you haven't thought about it long enough. Yeah, that's basically reality. And, you know, all, all I'm saying is I'm not trying to, you know, diminish what you're doing. I'm just saying you just get started, you know, and it yeah, already yeah. seems like a lot. And mm. and you're just barely solving the problem, really, for yourself to, to your to to your own satisfaction. Right. It's still not. I mean, I, you know, you can tell that you're, you're getting there and some things are starting to work. But, you know, but to really make it great, it's going to take years and years and years. And then for somebody to compete against you, it's going to be really hard because you know, the pain and the suffering and the learning and everything that went on with it. But, and that's the reality is that most people, you don't have to worry about competitors because it's they're going to give up anyway. People aren't going to stick yeah. with that. They're just going to give up. They're going to quit. You know, it's like in basketball, we call it a self-check. You know, to guard that dude, just he's self-check, man. He's going to throw up a brick. Don't <laughs> guard him. <laughs> and I hope he gets the ball. Um, you know, but, but it's, but it's, it's also like, um, yeah. Anyway, I I just think you just stay on stuff long enough, and then you all you naturally build a big competitive advantage, and um, and that's why also you don't have to worry about what you don't have to worry about what Amos is doing so much. Yeah, it answers the question that we discussed earlier on, which is like, do you care about competitors? And the answer is, yeah, I don't think with I all mean, this moat, no, <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, because there be other because it's yeah, uh, you know, I think I think the. The world of like, you know, information delivery and custom. I mean, this is this could be a potentially gigantic market, right? I mean, people read information, pay for information. This is a big well, thing. Well, I'm talking about you. I'm oh, like, okay. so when we, when we asked you about the brief, you know, do you want any competitors? And you, and we had that discussion, but this points to the reason why you shouldn't really don't care about competitors because your moat's so big. <laughs> and they're all different. I mean, everybody's doing different things. I mean, it's yeah. like, we're not a competitor Khan Academy. So, so what about Khan Academy? I'm like, you're not going to go learn different. Are you going to go learn different ma- a- a- AP calculus and then take the pass the AP for different Khan Academy? No, you're not. Right. I mean, one kid did, and he's like a genius, and he was going to do it with it from a calculus book from the 1800s, but nobody else is going to do it. Okay. <laughs> mm. So, or, you know, or it's like, what about Mathnasium? Or, you know, like, you know, as Mathnasium is for kids who are struggling with math and are young, or what for Kuma? Like, these are not direct competitors. They did not typically it's not we're not solving the same thing and um yeah. i don't i don't really see a lot of dark i mean you see some kind of sort sort of pseudo things but it's like it doesn't matter and um all we have to do 
you know, and this is kind of from more of that bootstrap mentality because I'm not, you know, it's like, we don't have to become a unicorn to be a success. It's like, all we have to do is get enough users to get us to break even. So I'm not bleeding out money out of every orifice in my body. That would be nice. Right. Let's get to break. Or even we just start cutting the burn. If the burn gets getting lower and lower every month because we're starting to make money, like that just takes a huge amount of stress off. But once we get to that break even point, then it's just every little Paul bit. Paul Graham had an essay about that. And Ramen he's like, the irony of most, at least it's something like the irony of most people who become billionaires is they don't actually care about making any money. So the, what you just, what you just described there is like, it was that, is that kind of mindset. It's like, all I want to do is just not lose money. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, exactly. It's like, well, you know, I was talking to uh, Phil about this, our buddy Phil. Um, we, we use, I feel like I just mentioned Phil and people know who we're talking about because we talk about him all the time. But, um, uh, you know, and um, I, I was saying, you know, if it wasn't for my family, I really, it isn't much that I need to make me happy. You know, I don't, I, you know, it's like, go eat, Get some tacos for lunch occasionally. Live in the middle of Pasadena. I don't, but I mean, it's like, I don't need to live in a, <laughs> but I don't need to live in a big house. I could live in a one bedroom condo. I wouldn't care. You know, it's yeah, like, but you, you, you'd have to live in, I mean, you couldn't live anywhere except Yeah, but I mean, it's like, but I mean, it's like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to, my burn rate wouldn't be that high. The things that make me happy, go play basketball, yeah. work out, read, write code. You're have dinner with person. friends. I mean, simple. So it's like, I don't really like, can we talk about like, oh, you know, all these things that, you know, see, see the, kind of like the rich and famous or what they do. It's like, I don't really, I don't really care about that. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't make a difference. So yeah. So I would say that, and I think I was a lot of, I think a lot of um, the sort of entre tech entrepreneurs are similar in that way. And that, you know, it's funny. It's like the, one of the, the, the lady who's um, involved in, who does the, the documentary, they've been doing the documentary about Math Academy over the years. Mm. And she's like, you just live in, really live in your head, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of guess I do in a way. Like that's, when I think of like what makes me happy or what, it's all stuff that I'm thinking about. So, um, and if you live in your head, I mean, it's cheap, right? It's really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, which, which means you, means you can focus on just focus on creating something great, dealing with customers and that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about trying to get rich and all that stuff, which I think is ultimately just a distraction. You know, but that's also kind of an interesting thing about the whole like raising money versus bootstrapping. I mean, I think bootstrapping can be very difficult for a lot of people because they have so much other, um, so many other pressures and stresses on their time. They have a full-time job, they got wife or kids or whatever. It's like, zone bandwidth to do stuff it's very hard um but the problem is then if you go raise money now you're beholden to all these other people and now you have to blow this thing up and now you got to raise more and more rounds because that's the expectation and it's like there's this sweet spot of like could you have enough money to work on something full-time what just focus on the customer and getting to profitability not trying to create some story and trying to raise tons of money and get some big valuation so they can mark it up for their LPs and all this other crap. So it's just too bad that you just can't. But it sounds like you guys are kind of, you work on this full time, right? Joe? Uh, I was for a while. I've taken on some more uh, consulting work. Uh, consulting work now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I still have at, 
at least half time, right, that I'm spending on this thing now. So, well, if you guys could get it at least to, you know, I mean, I, I mean, as you know, I mean, so many of these startups start with just get it to a point where you only have to do, you know, cons- some consulting work and then eventually scale out of it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's definitely, that's definitely, uh, uh my goal your right goal. now. What's your, what's your, do you have a, do you have sort of like a, a, a time goal? Like you want to try and be there by in six months or nine months or 12, how long do you think it'll take before you guys are making enough income where you wouldn't have to work? So, uh, so I did have a deadline and then, uh, and then we agreed that we were not going <laughs> to hit that income goal by that deadline. Mm-hmm. And so then that's why I went back and got some consulting. That's what so you right tried now the, it's kind of open ending. That's yeah. when you tried that whole, was it Patreon thing or whatever that thing was that launched the Kickstarter thing? Uh, oh yeah. Just getting it out in front of, um, kind of lifetime members and, uh, and, and trying to get, uh, enough runway that way. Yeah. That that, was, but that didn't that quite was. work. Um, yeah, that's, a that's, it didn't, but that's sort of a complicated, uh, Justin and I have gone back and forth about that a few times, but I think right now, um, uh, right now the path that we're on, uh, where we're building out this sort of, uh, this funnel of, of free newsletters is going to be like the best for our long-term growth. And, uh, and so it's not. I, I just didn't think it was great to um, to sacrifice uh, kind of long term growth uh, uh, just because uh, just because I didn't want to go back and get some consulting work or whatever. So, well, I, I think um, I I I think the idea that we were talking about earlier of just creating lots of newsletters and certain verticals and building those up and using that as a mm-hmm. channel that sounds like a very doable thing. That's not a it's almost like an obvious thing to do. And so that's just yeah. going to take some time. So if you just kind of yeah. can buy yourself some time with some consulting work over the next year or whatever it is, year and a half, and then eventually, but then that growth is like, they always see that growth that goes and it just like seems kind of flat for a long time. And then it starts to hit an inflection point and all of a sudden you're there. So yeah. I could see that. I could see it working. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think we're, I think we're getting there. Like, like all the, all the new stuff that we've been trying has been giving us back really great signals. Like, you know, uh, hitting the front page of, uh, the Python subreddit for like, what was it? 12 straight hours or something like that. Like, good. like the, the, uh, people, people oh, are liking what we're putting down. Yeah. I mean, 24 hours, we were 24 hours on the front page, but I guess we were like 12 hours on the, in the top spot. Yeah. Kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then if you, um, yeah, you just hit all these other verticals, just keep doing that over and over again, mm-hmm. over and over again. And, uh, yeah, I could see you have, you could have hundreds of these things. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, I mean, so does it take a lot of work to get an individual vertical or I don't know, category or whatever sort of worked out? Does it just take, you know, how do you, it's, it's less and less because, uh, Justin built all these like phenomenal tools to, again, like, you're going to give them a big head. He, he, they're okay tools. They're just okay. Maybe <laughs> not exactly even exactly okay. what we need them to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not come on. <laughs> and uh and so <laughs> they only they work half the time, which is good enough. So we'll go with it. <laughs> so we can get these out really quick. Uh there like there's extra work on my end to 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 fill gaps sometimes. Like if we hit a uh hit a topic that 
doesn't have enough link flow or whatever, or it's not like we're getting too many false positives, then I have to go back and say, oh, okay, well, we need to. That's uh, the point of the, of the, of the, of, uh, basically doing four months worth of back issues. It's like back testing. So we can go ahead and so mm -hmm. we've got, we've got like a private play, a private area where we can go ahead and look at the entire, you know, every brief that's sent out all in one stream. So it's got all the abstracts, it's got all the summaries, it's got all the links, it's got the different signal school stuff, um, the tags. And so we can go ahead and say, oh, wow, wh why is this appearing in this? <laughs> makes no sense. And so that gives Joe a chance to like, you know, alter it. And then we rerun the back test. So, so the natural yeah. question, which is such a like, you know, would you raise money to do it? And I think one reason not to, for instance, is that if, if once you're on, once you start raising money, you're on a clock. Mm -hmm. Right, you're supposed to spend that money. To, the first thing is you have to start hiring people. So now your time is spent hiring people, interviewing people, managing people. You know, you're going for growth. But the reality is, your guys are still kind of figuring things out. Seems like you're still figuring out that the core technology. You're sort of figuring out the strategy. But so if you if you do this kind of grow slower organic growth, I think you have a higher chance of getting to sort of product market fit, technology fit. I mean, what do you what do you mm. think? I mean. From my perspective, like, uh, we don't have enough users to get a good, uh, to get a good valuation, basically. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's, maybe there's some, some people who would give us like, uh, a bunch of money, uh, based on, uh, you know, based on our idea and our execution and then the traction we've gotten so far. But like, I think a lot of times I listen to a lot of these VC podcasts and, mm -hmm. and, and they don't invest like. Uh, until you've actually shown some decent traction a lot of times, unless you're like good friends with the guy they they've seen you execute multiple times before and they know that you're going to do well again. Or so whatever. if you had, let's just make up a number. So let's say that you had 10,000 free subscribers mm -hmm. and I don't know, let's call it uh, 250 paying users. Mm. That might be enough to get a uh, a, a sort of a seed round maybe. Especially, yeah. I mean, I mean that if there was seed a... rounds are different these days. I mean, you could you could get, um, you know, yeah. with with some decent traction, you can get between. I, I was there's even one fund, a five hundred million dollar fund, that's dedicated to being seed round to idea based startups, and they give between two and ten million um, to to even unproven ideas. Yeah, that's but, kind of um, rare. Most of them, most of the time, you're competing as people who've already executed because. Why would you risk it on an idea if somebody else is already executed? Because there's so much more um, risk there. But there's I so have to put the kibosh on this discussion because um, you move on with your life. I'm not leaving Modern Teacher. <laughs> You're right. I'm not leaving Modern Teacher. You know, for for a funded a funded company like some funded thing like that. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Ten million might be a, might be something. You know, if it was like a ridiculous amount where it's like, oh my God, you have to. So you're kind of locked into the, the current model anyway. Pretty much. Right. Well, you know, I think it's, as if you, you know, as long as I you're mean, able to put enough time into it, then it's fine. I think you guys can well, go into I, it. I, I don't want to, by the way, in saying that, I don't want to speak for Joe. Let's say, let's say there was like this $2 million offer. And then like, I guess, I mean, Joe, I could sort of just, you know, step back and then Joe could take it. I mean, that's a possibility. You, know? Wait, uh, you, you mean $2 million offer? What, what $2 million of you talking about valuation what? or you talking about investment? What are you talking a about? A $2 million investment. Like, let's say, let's say $2 million investment and then Joe wanted to run with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a $2 feasible. million dollars is a big runway. 
<laughs> yeah. For our expenses right now. Although like, they'd expect you to start hiring people. They want you to put together a team and yeah, it's not yeah. for two dudes. They're going to be like, no, 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 no. Like we want a full time. We, we first, first step one is you got to build the team, you know, all that stuff. So, but, yeah. but, but I mean, you know, modern teacher was started with 2 million and it's been like, it's, it's like 10 years later. It's never taken any it's, more money. I'm just saying it, they're not taking any more money and, and, they're, and they're, they're broken even, but it's, I'm saying it's a really big commitment to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to do this startup for these investors for this 2 million. And then you're involved with those investors for the next 10 years. And you have board meetings with those investors. And yeah, which is why I, have which is one of the reasons why, it's one of the reasons why I didn't want to raise money. I mean, obviously <laughs> I was in a position where I didn't necessarily have, I didn't necessarily have to, um, you know, it's painful to spend all your own money. I mean, it's really painful. Um, mm. but it is freedom yeah. and a certain kind of freedom. I don't have to, I don't have to, uh, listen to anybody's, you know, nonsense if I don't want to. I mean, I can listen to advice and I can take it or leave it as opposed to, you know, I got to humor this guy cause he's put in money, even though he's really confused. Um, or, but even more so than that, it's typically like, um, you, you just, you, 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 what people don't understand is that when you raise money, you have essentially locked yourself into this process. You've received, now you're going to go for the A and the B. It's like that. And now you have, you have two exits. You're either get acquired or you're going to go public. That's really it. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, just staying independent as some small, you know, profitable company is not, uh, is not going to work for your investors. So, which means that if you have to get really big, which means, you know, you have to get a certain size so that you you know, you have fewer acquirers, right? Because mm -hmm. now they've raised more money and you have this big valuation. It's, I don't know. So it really locks in your, your, uh, limits, your, your, out, out, um, outcomes. Well, hey, listen, I think I got to go because my dog is sitting here giving me the eye, like, are we going to go for a walk or what? And I think kids are expecting to go get ice cream. So I got all these sort of like... We've been recording for two, let's see, two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, so this is I, even that, one, a long one for by our standard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it was great. Uh, great talking to you again, Joe. It's been years. So. Yeah. I, cool. I always love talking with you guys. Yeah. It's fun. Thanks. All right, Justin. You got any last words? Are we? Uh... The only last word I have is we need to leave the, um, leave our browsers open so that it can finish uploading the files. So can I hang up at some point? Uh, yeah, well, well, I'll stop recording, okay. and then um, all right. But we first, can, I gotta, can, I do that. Gotta do we, the outro, right? Yeah, you have to do the outro. Okay. All right, that's a wrap. We're out. All right. Yeah. All right, let me just well, you don't have your glasses on, so your glasses like made you look yeah. a little, a little more respectable. I don't more have serious. Here. Yeah. See, Justin, Justin thinks his glasses make him look more serious, but they really just make him look more like a nerd. But I, I mean, these glasses. <laughs> He's like, people respect me now. He's like, check this out. <laughs> Are those your glasses? Are those your glasses? I don't, I don't want to discuss it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Please let me see them again. Show yeah. them. These are my reading glasses. Oh. I love them. Very cool. I figured they, they, I'd go hardcore because the hell there's ones. It was kind of like your glasses, but you're not, didn't look right glasses. I said, fuck, let's like, let's just own it. Let's go full nerd. So I went full nerd. <laughs> well, you, you know, work, it's fun. 
I look like it's, an idiot is what I look like. No, you look like you uh, are like designing rockets in like the Apollo <laughs> program. In 1965. <laughs> no, it's it's funny you say about owning it. I was thinking that we should actually do a cover of Texing with like to really own the name with Texing tattooed on our foreheads. So that would be I truly. I think you should totally do that. <laughs> I'm all over it. I'm a big sporter. Well, you it's going to be on your forehead too. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, no. I already I got enough mean... glare and shit. I don't need any anything else. No, no. I don't mean in the real in the real world. I just mean on the cover it, to make it look like Texans tattooed on our foreheads as a like joke. A, like a filter. Like a literally joke, yeah. the worst album cover of all time. <laughs> worst. It is the worst name and the worst. It is so bad. <laughs> it's all. It's like a. It's like it seems like we're trying to be ironic, except the sad part is we're not. That's what's really embarrassing about it. Texting. <laughs> <Not like, laughs> oh. So bad. Um. Yeah. No. I know. I. I feel pretty bad about it myself. You should. How long have we well, been doing this? Fourteen years. I just. Years I just, I just said years? one thing, and you jumped all over it. I mean, you're the. It's your fault, not mine. Normally, yeah, not exactly how for, it went down, Joe. For I'm telling every, you. For it's every, not even close to how it went down. For every other name, I suggest it and you say, no, that's a bunch of crap. And then you come up with a bunch well, of different were. names. That's true. Yeah. Except hey, are, we, are we recording or what? We, I'm, I was recording just in case there was some funny outtakes. Okay. Um, and there definitely have been. So this is going to be episode 344. And Jace, I just want to tell you that we are, at some point I'm going to sort of say... Essentially, we're going to try and get the the rough spec, your rough spec for the for your brief, for your morning brief. And we can just talk about that and just talk about what topics okay. you might want and why you want the topics and what the layout Britney is. Britney Spears, for one. I mean, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. Maybe some Drake. What's up with Drake this week? You know. Well, now I'm curious. Know. You're essentially going to be a smartass this whole show, aren't you? <laughs> I think that is that is without a doubt what's going to happen. All right. You said um, you wanted the color man. So, um, but beyond that, I, like, I, told, I told him, I said, yeah, you guys want to do a show. He's going to have Joe on. I'm like, do you guys want to do a show yourself? Or you're just going to talk morning brief. I'm fine with that. He's like, no, it's not, no, no, no. We're, we're just going to do like just a general, just general discussion show. Okay. We're obviously want to hear an update on, um, math Academy. Well, he said he wanted the color man. So he got the color man. <laughs> For better or for worse. And we'll just... Um, he may we'll regret just that. With... He's going to regret this. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's too much color. Oversaturated. Yeah, color. too much too color. Much, too down. much color. Just less bring contrast, it down. less tone, less tone. Which is essentially what, what Sandy says all the time. Just, no. okay, it's too much, Jason. Bring it down. <laughs> bring it. Bring it down. I don't That's... think there's such a thing. She's like, dial back. Let's go. Um, and so, uh, Jace, how, I mean, in terms of Joe, like, so is, is it just going to be like a regular discussion show, but just with You're the Joe? host, man. I just show up and talk shit. You, you organize, you tell me what you want to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll see what happens. 